Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the episode. You can follow me on social media at Galen Trombley. I hope you enjoy the show. Greetings. Please hold for a very important message. Light speed sequence initiated. How may I help you? Bonjour. Security breach. The truth shall set you free. <laughs> awesome. It's a miracle. Mission complete. Thank you. Have a nice day. Okay. Rolling. Episode uh, 259. Nope, 249 of the Galen Trombley Show. Almost 250. I wonder who's lined up for oh, 250. You should, not, have, you should have had me. Not as good as Molly. We're going to promise that, but this would be good. we got Molly Ryan, returning guest. Uh, first question I was going to ask you, because you rolled in with a vote shirt, because today is election day. <laughs> sure is. But are you... I was actually thinking of you like when I was reading this yesterday, <laughs> and I was like, Molly must have, be like so much more calmer on election days now. It's almost like withdrawal. Um, Do you miss it? Yes and no. Okay. Right? Like, and it's an off-season election. Yes. Um, you know, if this were not, and I should say, every election is important, but you know, there's, I'm not going to be glued to Some a TV. Not going to be glued to a TV tonight. Um, yeah. I'm less stressed because I don't have a personal stake in the game, but I. You know, obviously, we all have a stake in that game. So I, you know, it's it's more of a hobby now than a than a profession. Um, so like, we're just gonna we're just tip dip your toes back into the past life for a second. Like on election day, what was it like for you? Like the day of election, <sighs> was it kind of like calm, like, or was it? It was still like craziness. Well, so it kind of depends on which election you're talking about, right? Because you know, when I was with um, in my former life with the assemblyman, you know, he didn't have any opponent the years that. I was his chief of staff. Okay. Um, but, you know, the first year that he ran and I was significantly involved in helping him that year, um, you know, that was very stressful um, because it was a very close race. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, years prior to that, when I worked for Congressman Owens, mm-hmm. you know, I'd worked for him. So him getting reelected meant I need, had a job. So if he didn't get reelected, I wouldn't have a job. So you're doing all the campaigning for him at um, that point. For Bill, not real. Bill, I did more constituent services and would help. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill had a separate campaign team. Okay. New York State politics is a little bit different. Your staff is generally have more heavily involved in your campaign. Uh, okay. They just the state makes it a little easier for you to kind of take time off and be able to do that. Okay. Um, yeah, because I always, well, I've had this before, and actually recently I had Billy on and and Mike, and I'm trying to think. I think there was someone else that was running. Maybe not. Oh, no, I have someone coming up that is running currently now. Um, and they're basically, like, all the – like, how quickly you always have to campaign. Like, Mike yep. right now is up, and he's – Yeah, he's know, unopposed. Every, yeah, Unopposed, but yeah. it's every four years, so he yep. doesn't really have to do a lot. And, and I was talking about Mike. He's still out there knocking on doors. Yep. He came to my house. You know, he still has signs out. Yep. And I think for him, he still likes the idea of being involved. And, yep. and he's got coworkers at this point that are running. And, yep. Um, there's actually quite a bit from the town. Well, I mean, I'm in the town of yes. Plattsburgh now. So there's quite yep. a bit in the town of Plattsburgh that are there running. There are, yep. Um, what is the, is there like a big race that you think like this is, or you know more about this than I do. Um, like, is it the county clerk position? Is it the family court judge? Because those seem to be kind of the two main ones that I'm seeing on a county level. Yeah. Um, well, this is a biased opinion, probably. So it probably <laughs> depends on who you ask. But in reality, I mean, a judgeship position is important. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how often are you going to personally interact with the family court judge? 
probably, I hope, not very often. Mm -hmm. Um, So it doesn't have, you know, as much as a far-reaching impact on people's everyday lives. The county clerk position, on the other hand, as you know, they control deeds. They have, you know, they do all the passport work. They control the DMV. Most of what the county clerk's position does, does have an impact on most people's lives at some point within the year. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has to renew their car. Everyone has to get a license. Um, so, you know, those those are things that have like a real lasting impact on your everyday life. So um, that being said, too, the Clinton County Legislature is a 5-5 split. And uh, when that happens um, politically, so the county clerk is the tie-breaking vote when it comes to mm-hmm. anything like that. So even though it's local politics, you know, you still have some of that partisanship that gets gets in the way i actually i mean as much as what yeah next year is the like the big like national one like Mm. that one's gonna get all the publicity and everything like that but i always look at like the amount of people you voted for and there wasn't a ton of people like running against each other this year there's a few ones you just mentioned and i I think there might have been one other one like in the town um when you look at that it's like those have more of a direct impact than 100 the next year even Even like your your town council i mean that's that's huge right like they decide you know uh, what zoning, you know, they, they ultimately approve the zoning that goes up in yeah. your, your, um, what's going to be economic development, what's going to be housing, what's going to, you know, um, tax rates, um, garbage removal, you know, all these different things, yeah. um, affect your literal everyday life. So wastewater, um, it, you know, not, not sexy stuff to talk about, but stuff that really has a lasting impact on what we say, do. Very unsexy when it very comes unsexy. up though. <laughs> um, so have you ever thought about running for pol- any kind of political Never. stuff? Is Never. that just not, you just, you like it as like now a hobbyist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I worked for them. I would never run. Yeah. Run. Never. Too much. Especially um, now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no. like family gets tough on too, mm. I would think. Well, you know, ultimately that, that was a real decision as to why I didn't continue on with the assembly. I mean, I loved my job with Billy. Um, he and I still talk rel- very regularly um but my daughter's 16 my son is 11 Mm -hmm. um you know political life is as billy will probably tell you i mean he's on the road every day all day long and it gets old um you know so i i wanted to be a little closer to home before my kids go off and yeah i'm a pretty much nine to five now my weekends are mine again so yeah. like i can volunteer some more <laughs> i can be you know at my kids plays or you know things like that that i you know or just would hang have to out juggle on the couch before. and watch there's that too and watch yeah. a show or something yeah watch or, football. you know listen listen to podcasts listen to podcasts. <laughs> Actually, uh, well before we dive into all the stuff go back to podcasts so yep. you said you were anti-podcast now yes. you're semi into podcast semi yes. so when you when you say, I want to, again, anti-podcast was more of like you didn't enjoy listening to podcasts or you're like, I just think that is a dumb thing. Why no, I just didn't enjoy listening to them. Like okay. when I, I'm, I, I love music. So yep. like when I get in the car, I'm blasting the tunes, right? Okay. My husband, on the other hand, is like a huge either podcast or audiobook, And I get in the car and be like, oh, really? Like, I don't want to think right now. And he listens so, to very like intellectual podcasts. So, <laughs> so like, this is- I'm boring i feel like him and i would align because i very my wife is like music i listen to music when i'm in the car with like the kids and yep. with her and then i'll bring the um no i'll have whatever in the morning on and yep. it's lucky if it's my music in the morning because like this morning we we blasted some frozen yeah but we ended up doing that and then i like i quickly turn it back to like a book typically yeah well you know so it probably was a graduation so i love the Today Show, like I'm a Today Show nerd, okay, um, and I have Sirius XM, so I started listening to the Today Show when I get in the car, just get done watching the Today Show, and then I can oh. turn it on the car. But then, if okay. you keep it on, what I cam- came to find out was in the afternoon they have all these different podcasts with like executive producers, mm-hmm. and 
like you never no like sunday morning he has like a sunday morning podcast but it's like um it's literally like they're executive producers of the different shows and like to pull off these shows like they are timed like to the second and like just to listen to them talk about all the different as as an event planner like i just kind of was like this is so cool to listen to so that kind of graduated that way and then as I was saying, you know, I've, I, I've had a few like mindless ones that I now listen to. So <laughs> I, I've actually simplified my podcast lately. Like I try if I listen to something, I listen to podcasts if I think I'm going to get more like some like I love Joe Rogan, but like mm-hmm. I will listen to it now more so if I think the guest is like someone I, I really right. want to listen to. Right. Um, where I used to listen to just a lot of them, but I pick and choose. So if I find there's a couple like. You know, kind of more like entrepreneur business people that I follow and they have something that's interesting, I'll listen to it. But right. most of the time I try to go through books. Like, yeah. So yeah. Um, have you watched, speaking of, have you ever seen The Morning Show? Do you watch that at all on Apple? I don't. No. Okay. So then I'll skip it. I'm not okay. going to get into it. <laughs> okay. it. It has like, uh, it's really good. It's like Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon and like a bunch of oh, people. But it's, oh, I have heard of it. I have heard of it. Yes. It's, did you ever watch House of Cards? Yes. Okay. So think of House of Cards, but like more on the show. TV show on the TV world. Yes. Yeah. So it's very similar. So it's got. Yeah, like the I same... have seen some promos for it. It does look very good. Not not as dramatic as House of Cards, which is I loved House of Cards, oh, but um, yeah, it's the same tarnished now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it kind of went downhill, yeah, but it it's <laughs> the first like five oh, seasons. Oh, they were great. Like, these were, oh, great. Like yes, but okay. So. Now, just I'll get to the actual title, right? If okay. I mess this okay. up, um, please correct me. You're the director of economic development. Yes. Um, and you are the executive director for the County of Clinton Industrial Development Agency, so IDA. Yep. And County of Clinton, that is the formal term. I've never heard County that of before. Clinton Industrial Development Agency is the legal terminology. But if okay. you're talking about just like the, ca- the county side, Clinton County is fine. <laughs> but like legally, that's what it's actually yeah. is. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm so glad that you waited to get me back on this podcast because it took me like almost to now to figure out what out. I do. <laughs> you got briefed this morning. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, actually, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Um, so I, as you mentioned, I have two different roles. So um, one of them is being the economic development director for the county, mm-hmm. um, which that is a little bit more fluid, um, you know, overseeing grants, trying to get grant funding for economic development opportunities for the county. Um, you know, working with different businesses that may want to come into the county. Uh, I'm heavily involved with the um, uh, Plattsburgh International Airport and the director there because we have um, several properties there of which the county gets about a million dollars in revenue each year from renting those properties out. Um, so it's one of our biggest revenue generators. Okay. Um, obviously, getting, you know, flight service is um, in, pivotal to economic development. And we're very happy to just announce that we just got the Breeze Airways um Where's, where's that going to? It will be going directly to Orlando, so MCO, okay. as opposed to Sanford. Okay. Um, and Breeze is a cool. pretty up-and-coming airline founded by the uh, JetBlue um, founder. Okay. And their mission is to kind of connect places that wouldn't normally connect. So, you know, like they have a flight that goes from Maine to Las Vegas. Um, this yeah. Pathwork one is going directly to Orlando. So bypassing some of those major hubs while yeah. still connecting you to really cool places. So, um Really great opportunity for the North Country, especially given the JetBlue announcement over yeah. in Burlington. Yep. Um, so, um, so th- you know, that role is a little bit more, I would say, ambiguous. It's kind of whatever the county needs me to do is what I do. Um, because everything, in my opinion, comes down to economic development. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
on the flip side, um, the industrial development agency is more specific. So um, I'm the executive director there. I have a board of seven. Um, and what we do is we offer tax incentives to businesses. New York State isn't exactly known for being business friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but a way that we've kind of been able to counteract that is to create these industrial development agencies across the state. Um, and what we do is um, we can offer sales tax exemptions. We can offer mortgage recording tax exemptions. But more what we're known for is um, what we call our pilot, so payment in lieu of tax plans. And the way we do that is um, when a company uh, comes either decides to expand or to set up shop, so to speak, depending on the scale of the project, what kind of workforce development is involved, um, how many people they're going to employ, they'll get a score, and that um, will, will tell us what kind of tax incentive they can get. So it's basically a graduated tax payment plan. So instead of, you know, you know when you buy a house, right? So somebody buys a house for a bargain of $300,000, right? Isn't that a bargain Steel. these days? <laughs> So, but you know, when they buy that, they get um, that assessment's going to jump pretty quickly because that's what you bought it for, and that's what you're going to assess for. So, when, in the business world, what we're able to do is delay that new assessment. So, if you're you know building a building of like five million dollars, mm-hmm. um, that tax appraisal is going to go up pretty hard, and your taxes are going to go up pretty fast. So, what we're able to do is do a graduated process. So, it's an agreement that says. Um, you know, over the next 10 years, we'll graduate to that payment scale as opposed to doing it right away. Gives the business a little bit of flexibility, gives them a little extra capital in their pockets so that they can employ more people or buy more machinery or whatever it is. So um, makes it a little bit easier to do business in Clinton County. So because uh, I had um, uh, David Champagne on. And- yep. You guys work a lot together? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, he was great. And he, he was saying the same thing with like the idea of, you know, obviously New York state taxes, things yep. like that, but he didn't find that that was as big. Um, what was the term? Was it uh, manufacturing tax? Was that what the term? There was yes. something, there was a couple of things that he said that he So felt- New York state um, manufacturers do not pay um, sales tax. Okay. So maybe that they're was- in the manufacturing world. Yeah. Um, Cause he didn't seem to, he said that, you know, there, obviously that is something, but he didn't seem to think that it was as drastic that like would change someone from coming here i think obviously all, right. all things being equal that's you know that probably right. be a, a kicker but yep. he thinks uh, a lot of it's just purely location there, there's a big draw there that people you know make you know you have trade-offs everywhere and you make compromises but um well location 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 right yeah and that's well <laughs> you know it, that's 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 very it's it's yeah. it's in every world that's not just real estate so well and i was talking and again this yeah i mean and i've been lucky because you guys are all kind of coming on at the same time so between billy mike uh david and you it's like everybody's kind of talking about the same thing but i've seen and I've, i mentioned this to all three of them if, if you like were to pull back and stretch back to you save the best for last though so i knew that that's why <laughs> i wasn't 250 we didn't do a good job at 250 but we're, we're getting there um, but we end. So what we did was, I was, or what I asked them was, if you went back, because everybody's like, everybody wants stuff quick and kind of like that, right. like, you know, the idea that you know we want to snap our fingers and it to be done and good things take time. Yeah. If you go back ten years or go back twenty years, Plattsburgh is there's a lot of the same things. There's a lot of brand new things that we never be like ten right. years ago. I've been like, oh my god, like this. I, I forgot that they that's ten years old now. Like it right. kind of slips your mind. And I think most people myself included, we don't stop enough, turn back and say like, wow, look at how far we've come. But it's always like the next thing, which is a good right. idea to have. Right. But I feel like economic development, is, you're not playing Monopoly. It's not like you're rolling a dice and things happen. Right. It it's takes very time. strategic. Yeah. Um, you know, so not that this is my story to tell, but um, I've been to several conferences now listening to the Onondaga, Onondaga um, County Chairman and County Executive talk, um, which is where Micron is going. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they'll talk about, you know, it took them decades to land that and a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of risks. Yeah. Um, so it, it is, it is, um, it is a poker game. You know, you are taking some, some substantial risks sometimes, mm-hmm. but, um, calculated ones, uh, you know, you're not just playing the slot machine. You're, you know, you're looking at what the cards you have and, and what you can play with. Well, so, and I think a lot of things when you start off, it's kind of like the compound of like success builds. So I find when you're making these little small moves that are like little half steps, but they're all forward. So it's like yeah. a little half step. Even if you take a step back, it's kind of like a quick, yep. like step back, step forward. Yep. But People want to see these big strides, but what happens, like most things, like we start getting those like little small wins and they happen like, you yep. know, the, the, they build. The, yeah. They, they start where the, uh, the cadence or the frequency gets quicker mm-hmm. and build and then it gets bigger. And so right. I feel like what we were looking at or trying to do, you know, 15, like I think of back when I was like in high school and then I look back to when I first got into like the industry that I'm in now and then where we are at now, it's like, there's been big jumps and it, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that. I mean, even just like the, I mean, think Margaret Street, like that whole project, like people could say like, oh, it sucks. There's traffic. I mean, it's done now, which is incredible. And the grid looks great. (laughs) Yeah. But you look at that. I'm like, a year from now, you would like, you won't even remember that. And it's like a blink of the eye. And I said, it's, it's a, and it's not even, the business is down there. I get it. Like that's tough, but it's also one, like it's going to happen now or it's like, well, There's never a good time to right. do it. And that's why I always say voters have very short-term memories. Yeah. Um, very short-term. Um, yeah. They do. <laughs> Billy was giving me some good stories on that. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Uh, you know, and, and like, like you know, just as you said, you know, I'm sure the mayor has gotten lots and lots of pushback um, mm-hmm. over the last couple of months. Um, I mean, our downtown businesses certainly, I think, probably struggled more than anticipated yeah. um, because of it. But, um, you know, hopefully they will thrive now because of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it does look great. The traffic seems to be flowing much yeah. more smoothly. I I, I, I I travel it every day because that's where the county building is. I, so. I didn't realize when they were building it, though. Like, I, I, in my mind, I thought you just turned on, like, right where, you know, the county building is. And yep. it was a straight shot all the way to Warren Tire with one lane. No, yeah. And I didn't realize that no, there were just... just a small, small yeah, portion of it. Yeah, so, like, then I'm yeah. sitting there, I'm like, that's really not... Not that big much, a deal. So. Yeah. It's, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, um, but people don't, you know, people generally um don't like change it people don't you know people get very comfortable Mm -hmm. um you know think about like when your iphone does another update you're like i just got Mm -hmm. used to the way they have it but i don't remember the the four software changes ago right you know we we adjust we're you know we do adjust but we it takes us some time to but i think accept it yeah and i think a lot of it is like most stuff you can adjust to very quickly it's just in your mind you think it's a bigger hurdle and then right same thing you take a phone right i guarantee you within a week you kind of have figured it out yeah exactly. like, it, it, like especially because you're on it so yeah. long because it's yeah. just reps and yeah. you know we did a bunch of stuff in the office recently and i think that's the hard part is like nobody likes change and change right. takes time and like i've spent so much time trying to change like learning the changes yep. but i'm like you just got to do it. And then you realize yeah. you get to the other side and like, it's actually better than it was. Yeah. Most change is yep. better than it was before. Yep. It's just, you got to, yep. you got to go through that like initial growing pain where it's like, ah, oh, this kind of sucks. But. Which I, is funny you say that. So, um, part of what I've done, um, starting with the, with the IDA is that, um, the IDA, if I hadn't told you what the IDA did, you I'm sure didn't really know I, about it. Nope. You might know about it because your father's a board member, but that might be the end of it. Um, I actually forgot about that, but yes. <laughs> um, but I, um, 
Listen, I'm born and raised here. I had no idea what the IDA did. I've never actually, I swear to God, I never heard of it until you got the position. So, um, you didn't start the, it'd been around. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. 60 years. Yeah. So, um, no, never knew it. You know, and, and I think, you know, one of the things that I've, um, my board members and I have talked a lot about and what we're trying to do is educate the general public on what we do because we have some great stories to tell and haven't done a very good job of telling them. Um, Hudson Headwaters okay. uh, is around because the IDA gave them a tax incentive. Um, the Strand Theater um, has has a hundred thousand dollar loan with us. Um, you saw BHSN, BHSN, Lake Forest, absolutely. Yep, um, lots of lots of energy projects. Monahan, Monahan Medical, um, North Star. Yeah, so I mean, these are all projects Vilas, yeah. that exist because and Vilas actually has two different. Um, pilot projects on it um we work with tdc all the time you know schoenbex is in one of those um vaporstone rail is in one of those you know yeah. these are all like huge huge businesses in our community that that have a huge impact on everybody um schluter i mean that's a that's a massively growing it, business schluter's the, must be the biggest business now locally i Hesitate to say that CVPH might be bigger. It's still bigger? Yeah. Because I knew at one point it was always CVPH. Yeah. I wasn't sure where that stacked up. And like the prison was one of the biggest ones yeah. too. But it, it could be. Um, I'm, I would have to... From a manufacturing though, it's probably the biggest. Has it jumped over? I'm trying to think maybe... Alstrom's I don't know if big. Nova Bus is bigger or Nova's? awesome. Yeah. Schluter is rapidly growing every day though. So yeah. And they're building another building. So... Um, <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah. Like said, so, as long as it's in Clinton. But yeah. I mean, these are, you know, really... Um, important projects that um, would not have happened if it weren't for the IDA being able to benefit them. So when you look at something like, uh, what's, what's the vision of the IDA going forward? Like, have, has anything changed since you've come on? Have you guys yeah. kind of pivoted? Any of your, um, what Good you... question. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say pivot, um, but more like expansion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we did have a strategic planning session talking about what is, you know, where do we see our role in this community? We have been very fortunate um, to have a couple of very um, successful projects, which the IDA makes money um, by uh, taking a percentage um of the, the total project itself. And okay. we have um, benefited a couple of very, very large projects, uh, which in turn gives us a healthy um, bank account, I guess you yeah, could say. Yeah. Um, so it's like, okay, we're in the, which hasn't always been the case. Like financial um, buffer. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, I, our board members and myself felt it's incumbent on us to figure out, okay, we have all this money. What can we do to support our business community in mm -hmm. return? Because, um, I mean, we don't, we don't personally make money off of it. So we want to, you know, our job is to foster business and growth. Um, one of the things we just did was um, through our, one of our subsidiaries, the Capital Resource Corporation, we gave uh, money for um, the businesses that were impacted by NovaBus to attend the APTA conference down in Florida, which gives them the opportunity to get contracts to supplement the NovaBus closure. Mm -hmm. um, so we, I think it was, I want to say it was $50,000 we gave them to do that. Um, so um, uh, we're looking at now as to how we can be a solution when it comes to housing. Housing is a huge, huge problem. Um, we don't have enough of it. We're not unique in that situation, not mm -hmm. by state, by by America. I mean, there's yeah. a housing shortage across the country. Um, but we do, you know, we we do have the ability to purchase properties, conduct feasibility studies. Um, so we're looking at identifying some properties with the Lake Champlain, Lake George Regional Planning Board. A lot of this is partnerships, right? Mm -hmm. Like working yep. with partners. Collaboration. Um, yeah. 
and figuring out you know how our capital can be a part of that solution so um identifying places where we could um seek housing developers to put up some housing because um you know traditionally ideas don't get involved in housing in fact the state kind of isn't real happy about that but i think they're starting to change their opinion on that because they realize how crucial housing is to economic development Mm -hmm. we can put up another micron in plattsburgh today if we want but if their employees don't have anywhere to live they're not going to be able to come here so um you know so the the state and the state has also put forth some pretty aggressive housing goals for communities so we feel we the ida community um feel that we can be a real solution in that and helping housing developers build properties um, that you know can be affordable housing. And I say affordable in a very loose term because I know that can mean different things in different yeah. worlds. Well, um, so this was, I, we're just bringing this up. So sure. market-wise, so this is one we do every month, yep. but just kind of put in perspective. Um, and, and I had this conversation with, was it Mike? Mike had talked about, Cashman had talked about, you know, doing some planning and they had yep. some stuff for uh, developing homes and um, was kind of just talking about like, is it affecting jobs? And he said, not enough to like pinpoint it, like they're not coming because of that, but right. he goes, that is definitely... It could be. Yes. Yeah. And now he goes, that's something we're aware of and knowing that it's a slippery slope that could happen. Um, but one of the things, which this is kind of telling, and I, I think... Um, so I'm just going to read the numbers, and this is yeah. again, this is I'm nerding out on, on real estate here, folks. So if you, I apologize, but the new listings are only down a little bit; they're only one and a half percent from last year, and this is year to date throughout yep. the year. Um, but what's more striking is that the and the amount of pendings are down three, the amount of closed sales are down fifteen, and typically that wouldn't follow something like that. But I think what's happening is you know we're getting holdups on homes, we're getting you know obviously the li- listings are down slightly, mm-hmm. but we're seeing. I think listings have started to kind of pick up a little bit, mm-hmm. but there was a definitely a lull at one point. I think yeah. that's when they spiked. Um, the days on market are up higher, but the crazy thing is, is that the average price point is still up. The median price point is still up. I see that. And yeah, and a lot of it is like you you take like the interest rates. Yeah. When when the interest rates spike, like that that makes borrowing more expensive, yep. and it typically deflates or typically takes buyers out of the market, which it still is. But or you're buying a less lesser of a home. Or you're buying lesser of yeah. a home, but at the end of the day, supply and demand is what drives price. It's yeah. not the interest rate. So when yeah. you look at like we have basically it comes full circles. Yeah. Like we just don't have homes, and um, I mean for the average price to be to be up six percent, or even just take the median, the median to be up four percent, which historically over the last like three years has gone up tremendously, mm-hmm. and it's still going up. Uh, but the crazy thing is the amount of sold homes down 15, basically 15% is massive. Like that's, right. a, that's a lot of homes. And I mean, right. it's, um, especially in an area where we only have, I think like 700 homes that sell a year. I mean, right. you know, that, that, that's quite a bit. Um, it, now regarding, you know, getting someone up here, um, you know, more on the housing front, like what's the, how, how's that process take to get like an out of area developer, maybe someone local? Do they usually have to rely on some type of grant or do they have to, or is it like a company out well, of like that's Boston? We're, it's like well, we're coming in and just That's what we're to... trying to figure out right now. Um, so, and when you talk about grants, um, grants have gotten increasingly competitive. Like you don't mm-hmm. just send in, you know, a word document and hope that, you know, for the best, if you don't have a feasibility study in your hand from an engineer, you can already kiss that grant goodbye. Like okay. it's just not, you're not going to get it. Um, they're too competitive. So what we're looking at doing right now is um, partnering and doing a feasibility study to identify specific locations that might work as housing that we can then use to present to a potential developer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so but we've got to figure out what's feasible first. 
Where is it feasible? What's it going to cost? All those different things. Because you can't just look at, you know, throw a dart on the wall and say, oh, you develop housing here. They need to know that it's going to be a return for their investment as well. Yeah. And yeah well, also in builders, it's like the co- the margins are so small right now. Mm-hmm. If you were to do, if you're, I mean, if someone's going in and just says buy a house and I know I'm putting more money in than what it's going to be worth and right. you're making it for your personal investment, that's fine. If you're a developer going in, you want to have some type of return. And when right. you're going in, it's like there's the margins are squeezed because of the yep. costs. It, yeah. Like I get it. Like, yeah, yep. business sense, they're not going to yep. do it, but it's, so it's kind of like a, unfortunately it's like this people are chasing their own tails and can't yeah. really get out of the yeah. way. And Chicken on the egg kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Catch 22. And um, uh, hopefully it happens. That's I think, where I hope the IDA can be useful. Yeah. Um, once we have a feasibility study in hand, then we can figure out, you know, is is that something that we can help? Yeah. With? I I actually never didn't know that. Learned something mm. new today. Because yeah. I was like, you need development, but I didn't. I never even thought of like having some kind of group come in and help, yep. you know, more of on the public sector. So um, now regarding um, work with the airport, like what's mm-hmm. – I mean, obviously, the airport's one of those things I talk about when you stretch back the time horizon. Like, what was the airport around 15 years ago? 10 years I'll, ago? I think it opened around 15 years ago. You're testing my knowledge. Yeah, on because, that one. but I mean, but, like, I remember the old Clinton County Airport, right, which was right. basically a little hangar yeah, with a, a no, small the plane. The Plattsburgh International Airport was um, a massive New York State grant um, that was, was work of a lot of people prior to my tenure. Um, but of course, you know, people like Gary Douglas were heavily involved in that, Mike Zerlo. Um, Ronnie Brown at the time was the um, county deputy manager. Can't remember what his t- t- title was at the time, but um, uh, and the legislature, you know, took on a lot of um, responsibility to get that up and going. Um, and given that it's part of the former Air Force base, you know, it has a little bit more regulations that you have to worry about. Yeah, I'm trying to see when it, this came up, like or what year it started, because I'm. 85% in 2013, so it's older than that. Yeah. So look at the former, has been owned by Clinton County since 2002. Oh, right here. Massive facility has been upgraded June 2007. Passenger yeah. service began. Okay. See, it doesn't seem that old to me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm just getting old. But yeah, that's that, unfortunately, that, 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 that might that's be probably the more the I'm truth than anything. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, but it's, you know, continues to grow uh, a lot. But like I said, not just the passenger service, but because of all the airport facilities that we have there that were vacated by the Air Force Base, we have turned those turned that into industrial development. When I say we, I mean the Clinton County Legislature. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, if you go down just, what is that, Arizona Avenue? There's there's quite a bit on there Oh my there gosh, now. yeah. And um, uh, a company, I don't know if you've heard of them, Beta Technologies. Yeah. Absolutely. Rapidly, rapidly growing it, company that has... Um, a, has um, is beta, growing their footprint significantly is beta on um arizona mm-hmm. okay because well just off of it but yes so beta technologies um they're actually in inside the gate what we call inside the gate so okay <laughs> um i i remember reading about them like years ago when they yep. first started and yep. kind of like the story with kyle and like how we found you what i wish i bought stock on those guys when they first I, started I, it's incredible <laughs> and and now you're looking at like all i mean they're getting a lot of government um you know yeah grants and or not grants but whatever bids and stuff and yep. um i mean it's all electric planes right at this point yeah um they're a little unique because they focus on cargo um yep. so they're not focused on transporting people they're focused on you know transporting goods um it, but it's, it's going to take decades and decades to to transport people by electric aircraft it's just not um, but when you take like distance though they don't fly very far so they're kind of doing like these little puddle jump like yeah um 
But it's it's further than you would think. Okay. Um and and actually there's a secondary part of their business so that they're that they're focusing on to on top of their electric aircraft is um char- is charging infrastructure. So um their batteries in the electric aircraft. I hope I'm t- if they're listening. I hope I'm telling their story correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I got w- the, the the Wikipedia <laughs> yeah, up here. Right. But um so the batteries that are inside those planes um regulation wise once they hit the 80% threshold they have to remove them from the plane. Um, for safety reasons, but there's still 80% of that battery left. So gotcha. what they're doing is turning them into basically self-sustaining superchargers for cars. Um, and they've placed them at various spots around the country so that people can come and supercharge their car and it doesn't pull from the grid, which as we make this move for more electric cars mm-hmm. is going to be huge because we already know the grid doesn't really have what it needs to sustain itself if, with this massive move for electricity. So um, that's a really cool venture that they're on as well. So, but they have a, a pretty large footprint at the airport and are um, looking at expanding that even further. So um, we're really, really happy to have them as one of our tenants and they're really doing some amazing things and have some really good um, goals as to what, you know, what they want to see here in Plattsburgh. So I was going to say, how does it come? I mean, obviously they're right across the lake and that's right. their headquarters in Burlington, right at the airport, right? In mm-hmm. Burlington. There. Um, and I know, and this is the very little knowledge I have on it, but I think the, was it the Alia? It was like the yep. first air flight or yep, the sure first is. one they made. And that, yep. I, I don't know if it's still there. Was that Plattsburgh uh, Actually, um, so no, it's down in Eglin Air Force Base right now. So, so the military is um, testing it uh, okay. for their purposes now because they, you know, it's gone through all the testing they need to do, but now the military needs to test it on their end because um, they're looking to purchase a substantial amount of them. That's wild. Yeah. It's very cool. I mean, I, I like... Uh, Companies begin using engineered battery. Wow, it's funny how like these companies when they start popping up and like how I'm almost done the uh, actually yeah I'm almost done the Elon Musk book that just came okay. out by Walter yep. Isaacson yep. and same thing when you start like listening to how these guys talk about the future and what they're doing it's like it's incredible where their thoughts are and this mind. backstory is actually incredible. Um, so it, it kind of all started because um, um, oh, I can't think of her last name Martine. I think her last name um, used to Sirius XM owner sold it for tons okay. and tons of money. Um, I, I know where you're going with this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and her um, her child had a, a needed an organ transplant, mm-hmm. and um, so she's one of the ones that opened the like organ farms, so to speak. Because at the end of the day, we don't have enough um, organ donations. There's just not enough people to sustain that. So mm-hmm. if we can find ways to utilize animals to do organ donation. Um, it, she was responsible for putting the first pig heart into a, a human. Um, her, her company was. Yeah. And, but then she started thinking, this is great, but if I'm taking these organs and shipping them all around the country and they're f- putting pollutants into the air, well then I'm just as irresponsible because, you know, that's not, not good business. So she worked with Kyle Clark, who was already trying to look at developing this and, mm-hmm. um, became one of the first backers of getting, getting this company off the ground. Yeah, and I remember reading an article, and it was a pretty lengthy article, the one I read, and yeah. it went into her background. Yeah, yeah. It's a good memory. I just, um, but I, don't, I just think it's cool, and then to see that they're you know coming over here and doing yeah. stuff in Plattsburgh and yeah. utilizing the space here. Um, I mean, well, the, we have a for, you know we're very fortunate here because I mean this used to be an Air Force base, yeah. right? Um, yep. Fortunately or unfortunately, whatever way you want to look at it, um, you know our airspace is not as busy as Burlington, so mm-hmm. they have the freedom to do a lot of testing here that they don't and never will have yeah. in Burlington. Um, and, you know, the runway is massive. So I was say, it's over a mile, right? Is oh, yeah. Yeah. 
It's one. It's, it's one huge. that could land a space shuttle, right? Was that the? So I've heard mixed. Is that, um, is that, that like a might folklore? Be, I think it okay. is. I said that in front of the airport director the other day, and he kind of laughed. And he, like, he, I, I'm not entirely sure that that's true. <laughs> I think it said so much now that people yeah. are like, "That's pl- yeah, yeah plaster, of course." Um, but so I think it probably we, could land here, but I don't think that it's like it's third probably not in the line ideal or something. place. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Third in line. That's what I heard. I was <laughs> yeah. like, this is these yeah. fake stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, so when you look at the airport, is there you know any? Th- I mean, there's seems like there's room for expansion at the airport, or no? Oh yeah, I was going to say because I've heard I've heard rumblings that there might be flights to London. I've heard rumblings there's going to be flights to. Oh, I don't know if I'd say that, but um. (laughs) Actually, I'll tell you after off air who told me that. Maybe just wishful thinking, Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yes, I mean we're you know our airport director Chris Craig um, works very closely with the legislature and airline consultants and the chamber to um, always seek new air service, right? Um, You know, we would take American Airlines tomorrow if they wanted to come here. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the reality is um, the airline industry is kind of a mess right now. Um, And they don't, you know, the reason we lost the last one was not anything to do with Plattsburgh. It was really just... They had to look at their business model, and Which it was, company was um, that again? Sky West, I think it was. Right, they were flying into DC. Was Sky okay? Because we just got Contour, which goes to Philly. Yep, okay. goes to Philly. Yep. Um, so you know, but it had not. It was no reflection on Plattsburgh or the business that we were doing here. It just they only have so many people, just mm-hmm. like everybody, right? Workforce yeah. development, workforce is huge. It's probably the number one thing people are hearing right now. Workforce and housing. It's probably the two things I hear all mm-hmm. the time. Um, and when we just don't have enough people. You know, so the airline is no different to any other industry. They don't have enough people. That's why flights end up getting canceled. That's why baggages gets lost because they don't have enough people to move the luggage. You know, it just, it's a reality. Um, So, you know, we're always looking for new air service, but, you know, it has to make sense for that airline company to come here. You know, JetBlue just pulled out Burlington. So it's not like they're going to come here tomorrow. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we are, you know, there is a proximity here with Montreal. And we're very fortunate because we have a lot of Canadian customers that come down here. Uh, we don't get a lot of cross-lake traffic. Um, we get a lot of Canadian customers yeah. is what we get. Yep. So. Um, and, I mean, it's, I guess when you look at that from, um, I mean, is there any issue with, like, losing flights? Or is it pretty, like, if you lost something, you could try to get something back. It just might be at a different hub. And that's what we did, right? Yeah. You know, SkyWest pulled out. We got Contour. Um, they go to Philly as opposed to DC. Yeah, the same same concept. And actually, same going to concept. Orlando is the same concept, really. Yeah, actually, uh, you know, as a travel agent on the side, yes, I'm, that's I'm right. That's right. I am thrilled about that announcement yeah. because, you know, not that uh, no disrespect to Allegiant, they're a great airline. Um, I have a tendency to believe that a lot more people use them for other Florida locations. Flying yep. into Sanford isn't exactly an ideal Orlando location. How far is that from Orlando? It's like an hour. Oh, it is. Wow. Okay. Yeah. By the time you, yeah. Um, hmm. And, uh, you know, so as somebody who specializes in Disney, um, you know, going right into Orlando is a big thing, Be- especially because Disney has transportation there that you can use. Yeah. Um, my sisters just ran the half marathon there like two days ago. Oh, I, I saw think. that. I yeah. saw that. Was Sagan that it? did that. Yes, yes, I did see that. Yes. yes. Oh, Sagan yes. and Mara went yep. and did it. Yep. And then my wife was at, is it Ep- I've never been to Disney. So my <gasps> wife was at Epcot. I know. I shouldn't say that. Say, say that to you. Admit it to you. Um, but uh, <laughs> Gina went down to, I think, Epcot. She had a f- uh, conference in Orlando, which would have been great had she had that flight. Yeah. Um, but she went to Epcot one day. So she's like, it's it's great down here. I'm like, uh, it, it is. I'll it's... bring my kids one day. But I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a theme park person, but I'm sure I'll love it. She said Epcot was cool because it's like, it's like um, worlds or, or countries. Yeah. Well, so... I- it actually, so Disney to me is an experience. It really isn't a theme park. Um, U- Universal, theme park. Disney, experience. 
Are they different? Very different. Yep. But they're yep. not the same company. Oh, no, no. Okay. No, no. So Competitors. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, Competitors. Oh, yep. they are. Okay. Yep. Are they yep. both in Orlando? Yep. They are. Disney. Yep. I'm going to be, I'm, I really don't know a lot. I like the Disney movies. I don't know a lot about the actual <laughs> resorts. Um, so you're going to get me on a tangent. We, <laughs> no, that's fine. We, this, we, this is why Molly loves podcasts now. Cause we can go anywhere with these. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I do want to talk about Disney for a sec. So Disney world is in Orlando and it's made up of Disney, Disney actually is its own city. It's in Lake Buena Vista and they have their own like zip code. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, Disney, uh, Walt yeah. Disney did that on purpose. Um, so that he didn't have to, you know, think about when we put up a building in the town of Plattsburgh, right? They mm-hmm. have to go through zoning board of appeals. They have to go through secret process. There's all these approvals they have to go through. Well, when Disney wants to throw up a new hotel, they don't have to wait. They just do it. Because they own the city. Basically. Yes. Wow. I did not know uh, that. There have been some controversial things lately that, um, the, uh, state government is trying to claw that back i'll be surprised if that ever really happens we'll see i was gonna say i don't think you want disney <laughs> state um, um wow but yeah so um but you know universal to me is is a theme park um great one at that especially okay. if you're a harry potter fan wonderful that's it okay so that's not part that's, of disney no no disney okay. does have four parks within its within its theme within its park okay um, you have magic kingdom you have epcot you have hollywood studios and you have animal kingdom they also have um uh disney springs which is like a shopping center slash restaurant area Gina told me that yeah okay that's not like a, that's not like a theme park no you don't need any ticket to go in there okay. but there's a ton of stuff to do there okay um wait, what was the second one you said uh, I said Epcot, I think. You said Epcot. Magic, Magic Kingdom, Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. Wait, Animal Kingdom? What's the other kingdom? Magic Kingdom. They're different? Yes. Oh. Magic okay. Kingdom's where you see like the classic castle, right? Magic Kingdom. Okay. Yep. Is that the okay. main one? Like the yep. flagship? You know, that's okay. what that would be the original park. Okay. Okay. Um, that's where Cinderella's castle is. That's where a lot of the, you know, colloquial... Um, you know, it's a small world. Peter Pan, you know, your your classic okay. kind of characters. Um, Epcot was the second edition. Um, that was kind of what Disney, Walt Disney had envisioned for like this like self-sustaining community. Okay. Um, and, oh God, I should know what it stands for. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, it's an acronym? Yeah, it is. Oh, right. Epcot. Yeah, but I can't remember. Oh, there it is. Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. So. Wow. Um, and so that's actually two parks within itself too, because you have um, the like the future showcase. So you have like um, that's where you see the ball, right? Um, there's a little ride in there, um, which they're renovating. Um, they have a new Guardians of the Galaxy ride there. There's this. Wow. Um, there's a like a really interesting. Um, I'm the only one who thinks it's interesting, but it's like this ride where you go through like these gardens, and they have like all these weird ways of growing different vegetables. So this is all like the futuristic sort of. And then if you cross the bridge um, over there you'll go into um, what they call the world showcase. And that is where the term drinking around the world comes in because each there's like countries. So you'll like walk, here's Mexico. So you just like bar crawl across, across the but world. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> wow. So um, it, is it right? Like is Disney rides? There, and I know there are I've rides. Just, I've never there been. There are rides, like, yeah. I, I don't... Like, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride that they just put up in Epcot is like a fantastic roller coaster. But it's also see like experiences. So like you'll walk into, that's um, the England showcase right there. I mean, you really feel like you're going, walking through a street in England. Disney is very, very careful about um, making things seem like you're not going to 
be in Morocco and be able to look over and see England from where you are. They try to like make things very experiential. Whereas like if you're in Universal, um, I, you can be in Jurassic Park and look over and see the Harry Potter castle. That's not going to happen at Disney World. They, they make okay. it very. So is the World Showcase, this is Epcot? Yep. Okay. And so then, I... yeah, Hollywood Studios is another park um, famous for the Star Wars land and Toy Story land. Oh, my kids love Toy Story. Yep. And um, then you have Animal Kingdom, which is kind of what it says. It's, you know, it's it's very animal focused. So you have like a safari there and you have, um, there's the, they created Pandora is there from the Pandora movies, the Avatar movies, excuse me. And, um, you know, Lion King, Nemo, very, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. the Tower of Terror. I've yeah. heard of that. that yep. That's in... That's in Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Yep. Okay. So this is basically taking all the movies and turning them into real life. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen the... Uh, which I always like this kind of like a... Have you ever seen the map that Walt Disney created? Yes. And that's, like, that's actually pretty inventive. Yes. And I, I, I've actually used it... And they it. still own so much property in Florida. This hasn't even been developed? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love this. So this is Walt... This is Disney World? Yes. It, so is Disneyland... California same owners yes um but so that was that was it was built before disney world um but walt made a mistake there and that he didn't really buy enough property so the second he you know that started to become a success things went up all around him and they quickly lost the ability to really expand or do anything further there so um that's why in florida he bought this basically this huge swamp that nobody else wanted and developed the heck out of it you want to talk about economic development? Talk about yeah. vision. <laughs> well, I, I uh, the movie. I think the movie was it with Tom Hanks. That was a pretty good movie. Mm. What, that was, what was um, it Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, but, um, I actually really enjoyed that one. But um, wow, I I learned way yeah. more about. So this is all Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, thousands and thousands of acres. So like Disney Wilderness Lodge. That's not part. That's oh Magic Kingdom. Yep. The, um, oh, so Disney, these are all pretty far apart. They own they own those they own most of those properties. So um, Disney has increasingly made it more and more difficult to stay off property. They have okay. really cater to the people that stay on their property. So um, oh wild wild wide world of sports. ESPN. Yep. So that's part of Disney too. It is. Yep. Wow. Yeah. In that. fact, when COVID happened. Um, the NBA basically yeah, they played in the bubble, right? They played in that in the bubble there, and they basically like took over. Um, I think it was Animal Kingdom Lodge, and like they just like you couldn't like book any rooms there because they were totally taken by the NBA at the time. And Animal Kingdom's right here. Okay, Kingdom. Yep. We're, yep. Oh, all right. Yeah, this is blows my mind. How many times have you been there? Oh, I mean, like enough that you like know all this back of your hand. Yeah. Um, I let's see, Kira is sixteen, so I had to have been like eighteen times. Wow. Yeah. So it's your favorite place to go? It always I mean, I've traveled a whole bunch of places, but yes, it, there's always a special place in my heart for Disney. Because it's different every time you go. See, that's like I it's so wild. Because I always think like and I know this is bad. I think of <laughs> like Great Escape. Yeah, or no. like maybe another theme park that I ever went to and I'm like, I just feel like I'm just gonna sit in line and like watch like so, just bake so. in the sun and so I, this, no disrespect to my counterparts down in Queensbury, but I don't like 
the great escape. And it's probably because I'm Disney spoiled. <laughs> so Yeah, it, it could be. I, I have never been. So I'm just like, I'm good. I don't want to go crazy. Yeah. I'll bring my kids, but I'm like, ah. Yeah, I it, tell clients all the time, you know, I firmly believe nothing is worth wasting more than 30 minutes of your life in any line. Like the line A will die down or B, just go again. <laughs> you know, like don't time is money, you know. So. Yeah. Well, and and – so when it says like art of animation, there's yep. stuff where it's just pure. Oh, maybe that's not even. That's a resort. Oh, resor- um, yep. oh, so the resort is different than a park. Yeah, the resorts are the hotels. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yep. so, uh, but when you go down, there's like you said, you can like learn stuff down there. So it's not just rides and like. Oh God, no, no. Yeah, there's a lot of like experiential things to do. Because everybody likes it. I'm like, I just don't. But everybody's got to go. I'm like, I, I, I yeah. would go. Well, there are sure, people. But- I mean, listen, there's, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, certainly. But I think if you don't like Disney, I don't think that you, A, you probably didn't have a travel agent. And B, <laughs> B, um, you just, there are ways to do it so that you really enjoy yourself. Because I think what people do, because, you know, Disney's not exactly a cheap vacation. You can mm-hmm. do it on a budget, but it's not exactly cheap. And for a lot of people, it is, you know, they think they're only going to go once. You know, they're not like me and go 18 times so um so they think they have to shove everything in and get as much done as they can but people forget that it is vacation and you should enjoy yourself (laughs) and you should relax a little bit so in order to go see like most of that stuff realistically like can you do it in like a week yeah okay yeah so like you do a day i would say you need a minimum of five days okay and where's universal from here like really close Mm. um you'd have to back out a little it's more towards like kissimmee area Am I going the right way? Oh, yep, right there, Universal Orlando. So much smaller. Yes, its okay. footprint is significantly smaller. Yes. So that's all it is. Oh, I say all it is. Obviously, yep. it's big, but I'm saying it's just this. It is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. They have. I will say their accommodations, their hotels are fabulous. Um, Hard Rock, Universal City Walk. So these are all like little things. Yes, yeah, so obviously City Harry Walk, Potter. The City Walk would be like comparative to like Disney Springs, significantly okay. smaller, but it's basically a shopping area. Then you have Universal Marvel. Islands of Adventure. That's their like a park, and within that they have you know they they have you know the Jurassic Park rides are there. The Marvel superhero stuff is there. Harry Potter. Her, there is so Harry Potter is in both one both oh, worlds. So yeah. you have Universal Studios, and then you have Universal Islands of Adventure. The, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is over there. So when you go to that Harry Potter, it's more like um, the the London section yep. of Harry Potter. Like, if you are you familiar with the Harry yeah. Potter movies? Okay, yep. so like more like going to um, um, Hogsmeade is the other one, basically. Okay. So, you know, that one's more of the the London-y type one. And there's, you know, different things in each of them. So, great... Fantastic rides. The the downside that I think to Universal is it's really more, it is more of a theme park. So there's a lot of thrill rides. Mm-hmm. Disney has some thrill rides, but not the way Universal does. So if you're a thrill seeker, you want to go to Universal. Um, there's so, a new um, Jurassic Park uh, roller coaster that is probably the most intense roller coaster I've ever been on. It was fantastic. Oh, Spider-Man. Um, so when you go, so you would say like Disney's, is it more for kids or is it like, Disney definitely, I wouldn't say it's more for kids, but it has more for little kids to do. Okay. As compared to Universal. This is wild. Yeah. I've never actually done this. I've never like looked at these things. And don't forget, Disney is slowly clawing back their rights on the Marvel stuff. So, you know, that, that will change for Universal going forward. So does Universal own the rights to all that now? It's an interesting thing. So if you go to California, actually, there's a lot more Marvel stuff in Disneyland. They had some sort of agreement that... um 
when Universal had the rights to most of the Marvel stuff, when they started negotiating, Disney somehow got a hold of a bunch of it so they can have it in California, but they can't have it in Florida, but they are slowly clawing their rights back on that. So, um, you know, there's going to be more, the newer stuff, like Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. they can put up in Disney World, but like Spider-Man, that's going to be a fight for a long time, I think. Oh, so it is owned by Walt Disney Company. Yeah, they, they own the rights to Marvel. But Universal still has some rights to it. It's almost been old agreements from yeah. years past. Yeah. Um, but eventually, I think you'll see, like, there's a the Hulk roller coaster in Universal. Yeah. Great roller coaster. But I think eventually that will have to be rethemed. Um, so, like, Marvel, uh, we've been watching, like, Spider Man. My mm-hmm. kids love it. Mm-hmm. I love Spider Man. I'm not a big, like, Batman. What's DC. that? DC. Mm-hmm. I I don't know any I'm of those. Raised by a comic nerd and married to one, so. <laughs> so so like do people are like Marvel versus DC, right? Yeah. Like, is there one that's better than the other? I prefer Marvel. Okay, I, I think um, I do too, but because I know more of the. But characters. my dad was more of a DC comics person growing up. But movie wise, I would definitely say the Marvel ones are better. But I, I probably just offended, like, offended a whole bunch of DC comic people. Yeah, I don't even know who DC com or so Batman, Batman, Superman. Yeah, they're not as cool. Catwoman, you know that that universe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, Aquaman, right? I don't even know half those. I mean, yeah, I do. Aquaman, yeah. Oh, the Flash, Green Lantern. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Aquaman. Yeah, not as cool. No, like, definitely I'm Marvel. I'm a huge Iron Man fan. Like, I love yeah, the Iron Man Captain movies. America, Thor, yeah. Hulk. You know, you can't. That, I'm, oh, I'm a Marvel. Marvel, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I don't know if we talked about this last time. You wrote down... Wizard of Oz is an interest. Uh, Did we talk about that? We could have. I, I I have a huge Wizard of Oz collection. What What's the fascination with Wizard of Oz? Because I would, because my kids actually really enjoy. I'm, I'm talking about like the 1930 yeah. something movie. Yep. They love the old movie and they'll watch it all. Yeah. And I'll. I'll did make they, some comments after that, okay. but yes. Did you did you take him to the NCCS production of it? No. Oh, that's a pity. My daughter's start in it. So. Oh, did she? Yeah. Was she, she was she Dorothy? She's the lion. Oh, cool. Yes. Um, I remember. Did you do? You weren't part of Shazy Music Theater, or were you? I did a few productions, but so yeah. years ago they did. Uh, I had a really big role as a plate in Beauty of the Beast. Yeah, you were in it. I was <laughs> gonna say, I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I thought you were part of it. My um, debut is a plate. <laughs> that's you gotta start somewhere, Molly. That's great. Um, the uh, that was actually a great scene. Uh, it was be our guest, right? <laughs> but I remember, I think it was like ninety. It was like late nineties. They did the Wizard of Oz, and I think Jason Borey was the lion. Yep. Yep, and there's a couple other guys. I prop. I'm. I don't. I'm sure I would. If I found out who they are now, I would know the people. Um, but that was well, huge. Merritt. Was Merritt one of them? He was the Tin Man. No, was he? Yeah. Absolutely, hundred and twenty percent. That's so funny. One of your that. own. <laughs> I did not know that. See, that was after I, my first time. Actually, my first time ever meeting Merritt. He was in Children of Eden, which is oh, still yep. to my day, this day my favorite CMT. Wasn't that? I know. It was the so best one. so underrated. Very underrated. Such a great show. That was the only one they, I believe, and I could be wrong because this is I I've been removed from about ten years. But that was the only time I think they opened up a second weekend. Really? Because they sold out like all five, oh, all man. four or five performances. It was performances, such a good show. And, actually, like, and I had a lot of friends in that show. Yeah, and so, like yeah. we're extending it out one more and yeah. like blew, blew up. And yeah. I think, um, but Merritt had a really good role in that play. And uh, yeah, I forgot what he did, but that was like the first time I knew who Merritt was. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't remember who less, this less of a beard back then. Scarecrow was, but I, um, it was uh, Liz Fortin was Dorothy. Mm. Yeah. 
You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Great memory. Um, <laughs> did, you didn't go. You went to Northeastern, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say because I always get like Merritt was a Shazy guy, but then like Jason was Northeastern, yeah. and yeah. you know you got that whole yeah, yeah. crew. Yeah. Well, uh, Liz Fortin was a Shazy. Yeah. 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 So I remember, but yes, yeah, so those were like there was there was some great shows for Honestly, a while in CMT. I know. I know. So yeah, but when you're talking Wizard of Oz, so like I said, my my daughter started as the Lion. Love it. Which Jason directed, um, actually. So. Um, but, um, I don't know. I think it was just something when I was little, I really enjoyed the the show and I just kind of became like my thing. And now I have like this almost scary, huge collection of Wizard of Oz paraphernalia. <laughs> so, yeah. How, uh, so yeah. So the original film was 1939. Was that wasn't like, that was probably the first big blockbuster hit. Was there bigger movies before Well, actually, then? well. Or first in color? I don't know. So so that was, um, I'm actually looking to, oh yeah, it was, it's right. It was MGM, um, which actually. Yeah, Lion uh, Roar. Yes. And what's funny, um, so it used to be um, Hollywood Studio. Now it's Hollywood Studios and Disney, but it was formerly MGM. They okay. called it MGM. Um, and uh, I don't know how they transitioned, but Disney still has some rights to that, to the Wizard of Oz in some, some realm. But, um, but um, in any case, uh, that was MGM's response to Gone with the Wind. I'm not sure, actually, who did Gone with the Wind. Uh, read, read it right there. The first thing, the director stopped. Wait. What does that say? It says the film was primarily directed by Victor Fleming, and then he left to take over for Gone with the Wind. Yeah. So you do both of those? It's- I guess. Um, must be they stole them, because the, when the other um, company, who did wow. that? Um I'm trying to see what company did it. But, Which uh, one? Oh, sorry, Gone with the Wind? Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Anyway, um, it doesn't really matter. Whoever did it, yeah. the MGM was like, oh, well, right. no, we, need to, we need to compete with this, right? Right here. MGM and Selznick International Pictures? I wonder if, well. Uh, that's, that might be someone different now. So um, that was kind of like, well, we have to put something out too. So it's not, you know, we don't, we're not going to. Beat Gone with the Wind, how which they that, didn't, by the way. How about that? 1939, Gone with the Wind and Wizard of Oz came out. Yeah. Wow. And Gone with the Wind did win all the awards, but I think arguably Wizard of Oz is probably more memorable. I don't think, you know, like your more, kids your kids know who Wizard of Oz is, right? Yeah. I, Do your, Our kids don't know. I, I would argue that some people I, my generation I, don't know what Gone with the Wind I is. I had to watch Gone with the Wind. I say I had to. It makes it sound like it's bad. We watched <laughs> Gone with the Wind. Um, I want to say it's it like long. fifth grade. Yeah, we watched it like over the course of a yeah. week. Or, yeah. And it was, um, I think, I want to say it was fifth grade. And at the time, like fifth grade watching that probably didn't hit as much as if I was to turn right. around and watch it now. Right. But um. I do have like a little, like Scarlett O'Hara. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, and I remember yeah. uh, Rhett Butler. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I mean, there was, which is cra- the 12th Academy Awards. Like, that's yep. wild that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, when it's, those started. Yeah. Um, okay, so Wizard of Oz, though, like, you have collections of Wizards, like, just collectibles. Yeah, yeah, a ton of them. Okay. Um, like, you have a room in your house. Literally, we call it, the, so we, we have several echo shows right throughout the the house and obviously have a few smart lights right so if we want to turn the light on that room we go alexa please turn the oz room light on <laughs> so. it's like labeled above the door the oz room <laughs> yeah um so one of one of the things i actually looked up recently which is again i don't know when t or movies really started kind of jumping out but the twister scene in the wizard mm. of oz Really that, um, forward for its time. Yeah. I remember yeah. watching that. And I said, this was recently. And I'm sitting there I'm like, that, that 
is pretty damn good. This is almost a hundred year old movie. Well, the other thing too is the way it changed from black and white to Technicolor. That was pretty pretty advanced for its time as yeah. well. Um, also, one of my favorite things to do, which is totally different, but when you play the Pink Floyd album, Dark Side of the Moon. Yes. Like, have you ever seen that? No, I haven't, but it, I have heard about it. You know, it. it's actually funny. So back in the day, this was you know. As a, as, a, as a curious child, I ended up. <laughs> curious child. I, so I, I was like, I heard about him. Like, there's no way. Like, <laughs> I have The Wizard of Oz on VHS, and I have an out al- album. I have a CD yeah. of Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. So I ended up putting the movie in, and I don't know where I found this. And I almost go back to like, when did Google just hit 25 years old? But when I actually started like googling stuff like how to do stuff online yeah. i'm like i don't feel like i did that in high school but maybe i did Probably but it was like yahoo or something ask jeeves or yeah. something like so i ended up getting like i figured it out that, like second line rory start the video you start the music so then i had a cd player like yeah. a boom box sitting there and i popped the cd in and i watched it and i was like and it was pretty darn close yeah of course like i might have been off like half a second yeah. but I was to the point like this is wild. Now you can just go on YouTube and just type it in, and, and it'll do it, or it's just like yeah. watch a video. Yeah. So I'm like, I had to slum it back then. I was like really trying, to, but it actually is pretty trippy how yeah close some of no, those things no are. No pun intended. Yes, no, I, I was I wasn't tripping on it, but I was like I was like this is really wild. Um, but when you look at um, the Wizard of Oz, like she was like 17 or 18 when they made it. Oh, and when you start yeah. going back to like. Like the old lady that comes in and wants the dog, yeah. she was probably thirty-five. Yeah, Margaret Hamilton. Is that who yeah. it was? Yeah. Um, she was typecast after that. Actually, she never really got another big role. Nineteen oh two. So it was what nineteen twenty thirty-nine. So she yep. was thirty-seven. Yep. Yep. Okay, but that's all she did. Well, actually, did you know that they really preferred Shirley Temple for that role? This but one. She, yeah. Wicked but Witch? she was. No, 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 for Dorothy. Oh, Dorothy, okay. But she was um, she was under contract, so she they couldn't get out of it. So Judy Garland was their second pick. Um, significantly older looking than what Shirley Temple looks I, like at the yeah. time. And actually, if you, you know, L. Frank Baum's version, you know, Dorothy's supposed to be a little girl. Um, okay. And, uh, but, you know... Um, and actually, they tried. They tried her as a blonde too. They did a bunch of different tests with her wigs, and they ended up. Oh, with she that wore one. a wig in that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, um, but yeah, um, but you know, Judy Garland actually was treated horribly. That's what that. I heard. Oh yeah. yeah. Was that from cast or production or crew or? It was. I think that the way things were back then, like they gave those kids amphetamines to stay awake and like Ugh. yeah yeah because yeah. she was a, i think a little i would say a little but i think she 16, was yeah yeah i don't think she was an adult like yeah. legal adult yeah um who played so this way always the person who played let me see the wizard of oz mm-hmm. frank morgan yep. in the guard yeah so he plays like three different things oh yeah yeah Oh, okay. So, Professor, he's the guy with the crystal ball in the beginning. That's yes. the Wizard of Oz. Yes. But he's also the guy that's the guard at the door. Yeah. He runs back and becomes the Oz. Yeah. And then he, um, the horse of a different color. He's the one in the seat there, too. Yes. Okay. Because I watched it. I'm like, who is who in this? Because I know they all play double roles. Yep. Aunt M only plays Aunt M. Based yeah. on this. Um, yeah. I was going to say, so in the play version, Aunt M is Glinda. That didn't happen, obviously, in the movie production, but in the play okay. version, that is what it's supposed to be. Um, Glinda's the good witch. Yeah. And then Terry Total was a female. Doc. Yes. Yes. Fun fact, huh? Yep. yep. She was owned. In tra- wow. Okay. Sorry. That was just, no, you had it written down. So I just wanted to ask. I'm like, my <laughs> kids fine. had just watched it and I saw yeah. like, the twister and I'm yep. like, the twister is so advanced. And what yeah. they did was they 
they t- it was wireframe and they it was something where they had it on the ground like a bag yeah, or something and they spun it it was like mm-hmm. a burlap bag yeah and they just spun it but it was so far back because they were the, using yep. different camera mm-hmm. angles and yep. it was wild it was, it's really cool um which I thought was good. Uh, my other thing, just because these are fun and I didn't get these last time, and you put them on our list now. Um, things you consider yourself knowledgeable on, you put wine down. Yeah, of course. So, like, are you like a, a, one of like those connoisseurs of wine, or are you just so, like I like to drink wine? Well, both. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> but um, I love wine. So that's what I was wondering. So I say that because um, I sold. Uh, I did that traveling vineyard. Um, I don't know if okay. you've ever heard of that. No. It's basically like. Um, wine, Tupperware for wine. You okay. know, like you go to people's houses. Is it like Scout and Cellar stuff? Mm, Is it Scout and Cellar? Maybe. There's another brand. Okay, sorry, keep going. Um, So part of what, you know, so what you do is um, the company would send me, you know, five different wines to bring to somebody's house and yep. I would help them. So pair things and I'd sell the wine and I'd make commission on it, right? So um, always got to have a side hustle, right? Yeah. So, but, um, so in order to do that, you had to like, do this like little seminar and I would go to seminars every year that were taught by grand sommeliers to get you to understand and know more about wines and what goes with wines and why, mm-hmm. you know, why different foods go with that and whatnot. So, so you yeah. did a lot of pairing. Yes. I, so what is that? So first off, I love, I do love wine. Like it's probably <laughs> one of my favorite, Who doesn't? it's one of my favorite, like, um, activities <laughs> activities it's really how it gets my it really gets my day going um no but I, I think if i had to you know when you go to like alcoholic drinks like i'm not a big like mixed drink person i'm Me not yeah. i like i like like I like kind of not a big cocktail, I'm not a big beer person, but like I like like give me a good bottle of wine, we're good to go. (laughs) Yeah, like I like craft beer, but I also like wine, and wine is the only alcoholic drink that I can have with food. Because this, like, I'll get a drink, and if food comes out and I have a drink, I won't touch the drink. I'll finish the food, and then at that point, I'm like, I don't really want a drink anymore. Right. And then I usually, because I'm old, I get a coffee at the end of my (laughs) meal because I like a coffee at my end of my meal instead of like dessert, but. Um, but I find wine, like if I get wine, like the other day I made a steak, it was so good. And then oh, I was like, do you have a good, like Cabernet? Mm. Yeah. little, yep. Yeah, pull that out. Yep. And I, as I was sitting, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, you know what? The steak is too good. I went and got a glass of wine and I ended up having leftovers the next night and I had the rest of the wine. So, so it was good. So the thing that's interesting about wine though, is it can really, it's the wine enhances the taste of your food. It, it does. does not the other way around. So, um, I mean, it might make your wine taste better, but I'll tell you what, like, and you can pair it with anything. You want a really good, f- fun read? It's called um, uh, Burgundies and Big Macs. Great book. Really? Oh my gosh. Written by a sommelier who um, has been hired by a whole bunch of different companies and she does um, a column, I think, in the New York Times and she teaches people how to pair, like, things with regular foods. Okay. So, um... Well, I'm already intrigued. Oh, it's such a good book. Um, and... But like pairing things like peanut butter with a Shiraz, right? Try it. Just try it. It's good. Tell me I'm wrong. Like, really? how do you try it? Like, like a Reese's peanut butter cup with Shiraz. Oh my gosh. First off, how do you do how, how do you do this the uh, the the research for that book? Like, you're like, we're just gonna eat and drink <laughs> our faces off yeah, for the right. next year. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Like, yeah, and you're just like with peanut butter well, cups. Somalia, like, let's start grand Somalis are very rare because. It's not just about like, t- like you have to have like a really good palate. Like you go through years and years of training and part of it is innate. Like if you're not born with that kind of palate, it's not, you're never going to make it in the industry. Um, that's why there's so few of them. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, you know, wine can so really does make a difference in the taste of your food. 
I so what what's your like, and can equally have a bad effect on your food if you have the wrong wine paired with something. Yes, um, and I also find there's so many different flavors of wine, <laughs> and the cool. Th- Tell you, you get this book. So like, I have it on an um, electronic version, right? Yeah. So say I'm making chili, right? I type in chili, find, you know, the find option, find chili, and it'll take me to that section of the book. And at the end of each of the segments where she talks about different types of food, she'll list three different types of wines where you can get them and they're like by three she'll have an expensive one a medium one and a lower price budget one. yeah the budget wine so that you can figure out what what you want to serve with it um great book the, the amount of times i google like it will make something decent I'm like what goes good with yeah exactly fish what yeah. goes good with like and i, I got like i know like whites and reds kind of but yep. then when you're really diving in like i'm making like a good like red sauce some dinner yep. it's like okay like is it Pinot Noir? Is it a cab? Is it like, I know, I always know like a steak and cab kind of like yep. our perfect marriage, but it, it's, it's fun trying to figure out that. And sometimes I'm and like, I cook with wine all the time. Um, sometimes I even put it in the food. No kidding. It's an old joke, <laughs> but <laughs> had to say it, I, but, 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 um, you can also like, if you have a bottle of wine that might've gone a little bad, yep. um, save it because that's actually really good for cooking with. So like I put that in like my spaghetti sauces, if I'm doing like a pot roast, mm-hmm. if I'm doing like um, a chili, I, I put wine in a lot of different foods, usually just reds, but like doing a risotto, you need it like a good dry, dry, dry white for that. Okay. So my I've husband d- and I are a little bit of foodies. So. Yeah. Well, I've, I've done it with steak before where I've like marinated And admittedly, it in wine. he's a better cook than I am. Okay. I, yeah. Do you guys both like... And that's the other thing too. If I had to, besides grilling, like if I'm grilling, I usually have a beer. Like I just, I just <laughs> it comes with the territory. But I'm saying if, but you normally like it just like prepping food. Like I do like a glass of wine yeah. and just like you just sip at yep. it. You just, and, yep. and I think there's something. You loosen up, like you put some tunes on. Yes, Cause I really enjoy cooking. Like I really, really enjoy cooking. It Do you do it often? Um, On the weekends mostly. So that's. Like, you know, during the week, it's the, the shuffle with the kids yeah. and work. And so, you know, it's not usually gourmet stuff. I, on, but on the weekends, I usually dive in. The, like, what, I made a phenomenal chicken, homemade chicken parm this weekend. See, great. That, and that's that's the thing that I miss is, like, I actually, you know when you get those Saturdays and they're, like, kind of a lazy Saturday, you have no place to be, and you're not, like, doing it. I mean, again, I have kids. We don't go out. So, but. <laughs> It's one where like we really have nothing going on, and like those are the nights where I'm like, we're just chilling tonight. Like yep. I want to make something. Yeah. Good. And then I I like well in the morning I'll like look up a recipe, yep. have zero ingredients. Yep. And I'm like you know what I'm gonna go right to the grocery Absolutely. store buy everything. Yep. So yep. I come home and I'm like my Lego set for yep. building a dinner. Yep. I have all of it right here. And then I end you're up, like I just spent eighty dollars on groceries. We probably could have bought it out. <laughs> it totally works exactly. But then you sit there and you start like doing stuff and you get but it's like, fun. Music, wine, yep. and but I find it's a process and it's super chill. Yep. You're just hanging out and I. I don't feel I'm rushed. I get to enjoy it. And I think most people, this is where I try to in my life and like, you know, everybody's just got a million things going on. It's like really trying to like simplify and like really yeah. enjoy and you know, quiet time. For us, I mean, I've been married for 18 years now. So um, yeah, I had to think about that for a second. Um, but, um, you know, it's also, especially now that our kids are a little bit older, mm-hmm. it's it's a way for my husband and I both enjoy it and it's yeah. something for us to do together yeah. and something we both really enjoy doing. And so you know, it's about, about connection and just like having fun and, you know, you know, pouring that. He's not a big wine drinker, but he'll, he'll pour like rum or something. That's fine. Like you gotta that. do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just like chilling in the kitchen and making that. In fact, we started a few years ago, um, pre-COVID actually, 
um, we stopped going out for Valentine's Day. Yeah. My kids, we ship them, you know, to one of their grandparents and um, we buy ingredients and make like gourmet meals. That's like, awesome. Really like, like upscale, like Gordon Ramsay type. Yeah. Recipes. So. And, and you know what's funny is like if you follow the recipe, like it's actually funny. We just got done watching Ratatouille. Yeah. The just follow day. the recipe. Yeah. Like, he goes, anybody can cook. Yeah. So, but, uh, <laughs> um, but I, I think that's like, it's the whole preparation and then you get to like enjoy the whole thing. And yeah. I know when I do it, most of the time I'm actually surprised. I'm like, because I'm not a great, yeah. like, I'm not going to say I know my stuff. Like, I'm <laughs> like, I can follow directions on a screen and I can figure it out. And I'm good enough to yeah. like follow directions. And be a little inventive, right? A little bit. Yeah. I, I get, as if I do it more, it gets a little I'm, I'm more of a recipe follower. My husband gets a little more inventive. Sometimes he gets a little too inventive, but. Yeah. Well, and, that, I, and it's a failure. <laughs> I, I did like hamburger mac last week soup because I was like, I feel like soup. And we had just kind of like enough, but we didn't yeah. have like everything. So I'm like, screw it. We're just going like, to, yeah. whatever. And uh, it came out okay. The problem is we had someone that cooked a soup one time and it was really good because they did the pasta on the side. Yeah. And yeah. Pasta and meat over, yeah. and I was like, "It'll be fine. We're just we're gonna eat most of it tonight. I'm just gonna throw it in." Yeah. Well, of course, and I'm like not thinking. We finished the meal, or I start. I finished like the main cooking of the meal. We had about an hour before we were gonna eat, so I'm like, I'm just gonna put oh, it low. I get all mushy. And then next thing I know, these like freaking they just they're like, plumped yeah. up. They're mushy. <laughs> yeah. There's so much water in them. They're yeah. heavy. I'm like, yeah. oh, I messed this up. But uh, sometimes it's a swing and a miss. It was a swing and a miss. <laughs> and, I, and, and Gina's like. No, it's it's pretty good. I'm like, this tastes like crap. It didn't taste like crap. It just was like in my head. I was Sometimes like, it's a mess, you know? Yes, yeah, so I was like, yeah. I'm going to do great. And I was like, fell on my face. But I think the process of cooking and the process of having wine with it, whether or not yeah. the wine pairs with the yeah. food, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's just yeah. kind of a... The, a relaxing, fun activity. Yeah, and I actually like put on like Italian music. Like, yeah, there you go. Like, there you know, go. just kind of like, the, or you put on like the I old... I put on like, acoustic chill music is what I... Or that I too? say Alexa, put on acoustic chill radio. <laughs> it's my favorite. My, mine's like like the crooners, but like like yeah. Frank, Frank Sinatra, uh, like yeah. Dean Martin, yeah, like just it. the old music, it. but it's like, it just kind of feel like I'm in like an Italian restaurant yeah. in New York City, but yeah. and yeah. I'm not even making Italian, I'm yeah. making whatever else, but I think it's a lot of fun. And coming full circle, some of the best meals I've ever eaten in my life, Disney World, bar none. Really? Oh my God. They have amazing chefs there. Um, So when Gina went, she said it was at Epcot. They went around, they did like whatever, they were different countries or something. Yep. And they had a bunch of food and I forgot she she loved Canada, but I think it was because there's probably like Mm, sweets. The cheese soup there. Was it cheese soup? There's this cheese soup in the Canadian complex and their filet mignon is to die for. Really? Oh yeah. Is Canada known for that? Uh, Apparently. I don't, I don't know that I I'm, thought that, but... So, I mean, like, Montreal has some great food. Right. I don't know that I've gone to Montreal and gotten... I, that was the best cheese soup I've ever had in my life. The but. only thing I think of <laughs> Montreal is poutine. Poutine, yeah. Like, I think that... I, Which I don't think they have there. <laughs> it's, they're probably so, it's like, very authentic except for the Canadians. They're like, this is so, this is so touristy. We're just going to get some cheese curds. Take a cheese curds. Yeah. But most people up here, like, use cheese curds because they yeah. do it proper. And you go to Humble Cells and I'm like, what is this crap? Like... I'm a big cheese curd guy. I like that. Um, Sandy's Deli. Well, I'm I'm biased. They have oh, great yes. poutine. Um, yeah, Sandy's Deli. Someone said the other day, Banker's Orchard has good poutine. Really? Which is weird. You wouldn't think, but they have like this little, yeah, I've never yeah, ate there, yeah. but they have this little place and people are like, no, like the poutine is like Really? Dope. That's interesting. Rumor. I, I haven't had it, so huh? it's not first. Um, you know, it's really good though, is a thin crust pizza at Mickey's. I've said it multiple times. If you have not had that. I have not had people, that. People sleep on Mickey's and I'm saying, if you go to Mickey's and get the thin crust pizza, mm. best pizza in Plattsburgh. Um, Camping. Yes. Is this camping like? Glamping. Okay. So first, that's good. That was a, actually, I was, I that a, was not my first camper. question. That was, that was my, <laughs> a camper. So camping, is this like going around cross country, like Griswold style, or is this no. like going to camp this sites? This is, okay. So let me preface this by saying, if I, if you had told me 
10 years ago that I would enjoy going to Ellenberg and camp. I would have said. Blue Haven? Yep. That, but I would have told you at the time, pound sand, that's never going to be me. Um, we now go up pretty much every weekend in the summer. Nice. Um, is something about like the camaraderie of the other campers. Like we've made some really great friends up there. Yeah. We have a really great site. Um, I'm biased, but you know, we have, we have like access to the Creek and then access to the pond. And, um, you know, it's something about being able to get away a little bit yeah. without having to like make this big monumental trip out of it. Yep. You know, my, my in-laws have a place, um, is it twin El- twin elves. Yep. So they have one there and I have really never been to a camp. My my wife camped when she was a yep. kid. They did a cross country thing, which is actually on my bucket list. Like I, yep. I want to do a cross country like my parents trip. did it. Yeah, and I think it's be so cool. It, they took like four weeks when my oh, dad I, retired, and they went everywhere. Yes, yeah. and I would do every back road. I yep. would just want to like yep. see the whole country. But um, it, I agree. You go there, and it's like nobody's in a rush. Everybody's chill. It's like it's kind of like everybody's on vacation mode like in north country wood style like if you go down to like yeah. south and you're like it's almost like margaritaville of like the north yeah, country exactly like people are just chilling exactly it, it, hanging it, around the campfire you know it's and just it, and the kids the kids meet other kids and they have their camp friends and like I, I, it's a safe place for them yeah you know they can run around without fear of you know running into the street kind of thing when it, I feel Although some people are crazy on their golf carts but <laughs> well this is the thing you can only go five miles an hour in your car and they like yell at you if you go six yeah. but you oh, drive yeah. 15 drunk oh, yeah. in a golf cart nobody cares <laughs> i'm like so true. what is wrong with this it's, I, it's, it's, yeah, i say camping. it all the time i'm sitting there i'm like i can't go five like i'm hitting the <laughs> gas to just move and it's going up to like seven so um but i do so true yeah but but uh, but the uh, I, I think the idea of just like getting away, and I think the again the calmness of it versus yeah. like the stressed out like you know yep. ping 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 all day long. Yep. yep. Um. I mean, at least like you said, now you have like the weekend, so it's yeah. Just like and a like chill. we don't we don't get. Um. I mean, some people live there full time, right? Mm-hmm. During the summer, we only go up on the weekends. So like, I don't get satellite TV or anything like that. So like, the kids are forced to like. Yeah, it's a getaway. Yeah, and th- I mean the service is fine, but it's not like you know super great. So like they do have to put their phones away and read a book or make a fire or go for a walk or you know go do something. Um, I was gonna say the the reading thing. Do you read a lot? I've gotten much better. I I used to, and then college really soured me on it for a while. But okay. I've really gotten back into reading. So I'm, but I realized that um, in order for me to enjoy reading, I needed to like it's kind of like what we were talking about with podcasts before. Like I just need to. I do I feel like I do the intellectual a lot during my 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 professional life so yep. I need like just a mental break. Yeah. And so now I'm just reading like stuff for fun. Like I'm not necessarily reading like bio, biographies or I'm reading like like right now I'm reading um a Court of Thorns and Roses. It's not the roses one, it's the second one, but it's like very like serious. Um it's very fictional. It's it's it may be a little smutty and um <laughs> it's great. Like I just love it. I, I have a, that's the thing like I there's times I just gotta read a book that's just like for entertainment and I have such a hard time doing it which it, and some people are the opposite like I like yeah. learning stuff so like I read to learn yeah. versus read to re- relax and sometimes I'm like you know what can't do this and then <laughs> I end up like getting and I don't watch a lot of TV but every once in a while like at night I'm just like I'm burnt out I just want to watch a dumb comedy yeah like yeah. I don't want to watch like the reality TV garbage I want to watch like the Adam Sandler garbage like I just want something <laughs> where I can mindlessly watch and be like 
I've seen this a million times. Yeah. Like, I just want to not yeah. pay attention, but pay attention. Yeah. So it's just like an escapism. Yeah. Um, and I, I ask this question a lot to people when they have like things going on. Like, how do you yep. keep everything organized or what's your like daily flow? Like, how do you try to Oof. like, because again, different kind of roles, obviously yeah. as a parent and everything else, but like, how do you kind of try to keep everything together? And the other thing, because you're in like a leadership role and you're kind of, uh, you know, um, I guess, however it's broken down or, or the dynamics within the, um, both of those positions. Yep. Um, how do you get time where you're like working in business versus working on the business or timing to, cause I always find I have to really prioritize making time to think and work on stuff on the business because I need space. I need like time. Right. right. Um, where me calling people about like real estate is not very mentally taxing on me anymore right so right. like i can do that quick in the car before i'm like run like i talked yep. to someone i was like right before we came in yep. here and i was like wasn't even really thinking but if i need something big like i'm blocking off probably four hours of my day to just like sit and process right. and read like do right. you get that opportunity do you make time for that or do i think you, you have to i think you okay. have to well in in my position anyway yeah um I'm pretty conscientious about that. Um, you know, for example, I know I'm going to, I'm leaving for a, a conference in um, Lewis County tomorrow night. I'm heading for an IDA conference. And um, I know I have a board meeting next Thursday, uh, next Monday. So it's like, okay, my executive director's report has to be done. I need three cost benefit analysis that need to be completed. So, um, and I, I wasn't, I was sick on Monday, so I wasn't able to go to work. So like, I literally took my calendar on Wednesday and went block block from the second I get in there until 3 p.m. So that because these are the things I want to work on. And I'm a big list maker. Like I make okay. lists. I think there's something for me mentally about being able to check things off. Mm -hmm. I'm going, yes, did that. Okay. Um, and then personally, I think that is more um, about I'm lucky to have a really good partner and good family support. Mm -hmm. And like it, when they say it takes a village, it really, I don't know about you, yeah. but it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would not be where I was without, you know, the support of my, my husband and my family because it just, it's kind of, you know, who's, you know, who's, who's on, who's on deck. It's like, okay. Fortunately, my daughter has her license now and that's been like a huge, say, huge thing, yes. but it's usually more like, okay, who's bringing Kayla soccer practice? Who's bringing, who's picking Kira up from volleyball? Kira, yeah. they both have drama tonight. Kayla has, you know, Kira has violin. Kira's got to work. You know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's a constant shuffle. Um, and then, you know, like I said, I do have a travel business. So, you know, I do try to block certain times out to make sure I'm following up on that stuff. And, yep. um, you know, so I think it's, just, you know, for me, it's about balance and list making and really relying on the support of your partners. So, um, do you have any preference on, so like Monday you blocked off almost the full day. Like that include, so no meetings that day. No, right. like, no. In so, fact, I had a meeting that I was like, move that. Yeah. <laughs> so do, does that happen often? Has, say so but it's like you know this one just happened to be like oh i'm going you know normally i would be in town for the next three days but i'm not going to be and i know i want my focus to be on learning the stuff at the conference i'm going to so you know i really wanted to make sure i i'm not a i don't like to do things last minute that drives me crazy yep. so like i want that stuff in my my assistant's hands before i leave wednesday so they have time to review it they can make any corrections and they can pop it back to me then i can send it to my board they have time to review it mm -hmm. you know so I don't like anybody having to show up on a Monday at a board meeting and go, what's this? Yeah. So, you know. Um, do you have a, do you have like a better, any times during the day better like workflow for you wise? Um, kind of depends on the day, I guess, you know. Um, or I guess like energy level or. 
Yeah, you know, it's so hard because, you know, I think I'm a lot more balanced just because the last, you know, the five years before this job was just a constant go, 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 that this is like, I'm just more manageable, right? Like I'm able to kind of think more deeply, see more clearly rather than just a constant go, 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 go. Um, So it's, I guess it's for me, it's just about, like you said, prioritizing. Um if I know something needs to get done by a certain time, like, you know, I'm going to dive right into it first thing in the morning. But, you know, who doesn't have a little afternoon slump? But sometimes I, sometimes I find, like, I'm more energized in the afternoon, depending on what happened during the morning. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's weird. I, I would say my normal go-to is the morning. Yeah. But then there's sometimes I just get, like you said, you get this really good spike. Some, yeah. I actually find some days I get the spike in the afternoon is days I'm almost like overtired. Yeah. And I'm like to the point where I'm like, I should be crashing right now, but I'm like burning it on fumes right, right now and make it happen. Well, you know, and so um, I just got back from Jamaica because my little sister got married. So that was... You look very tan. Uh, I don't <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I, oh, my white Irish Catholic skin. Is... <laughs> you're like me. You're either red, you're red or you're like burnt or white. SPF 60. <laughs> so, um, but... Um, well, that's cool. It's funny. It's funny what you do before you go on vacation though, right? Because like I don't want to have to worry when I'm on vacation. So mm-hmm. like I am obsessed with emptying my inbox, checking like everything off the list before I leave. So what was nice is I came back and I was like, oh, I really got so much accomplished that I'm kind of ahead of the game here. So Do, do you know uh, what Parkinson's law is? No. That, t- uh, that you expand work to fill the time that you're given? So, yeah. So it's basically, and it's the kind of thing, if you're like yeah. going on vacation, like you get everything done. Yeah. Like I got to yeah. leave on Thursday and it's like, I will get everything I need to be done yeah. by then. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, no, I just, I always ask people cause I'm always like trying to, I'm f- always fighting that like efficiency, yeah. fighting that like yeah. prioritizing. I've gotten better at it. Um, uh, but I've like, I'm so much into that that like, right. I, I like seeing what other people are doing cause I'm right. like, you know, yeah. either I'm on the right track or I'm like, oh, yeah. they, they're doing yeah. something really cool. So, yeah. um, but I think it's always as you take on more and more like, Cause you're busy and are you on any other like committees or fundraising things? I'm sure you are not yeah. just. So we're on the YMCA together. Yes. Um, uh, and I just, I started doing the capital um, committee for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I've been for a long time involved in the St. Mary's Bazaar. Um, they still have that? Oh yeah. They do? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've done the parade for the last eight years. Um, that was my last and final year. I'm not doing it anymore. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot of work. I, they asked me to take on, um, the burger booth, which is the biggest like moneymaker for, okay. for that function. And I can't. Burgundy, but, right? Yeah. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but doing both, I'm like, I can't do both guys. Yeah. Like I just can't. So, um, but I really enjoy, you know, there's something about flipping a burger for your, like the betterment of the community and like it's mindless, it's fun and you're giving back. And like, I just really enjoy it. It's so it's every year I see Cashman at the county fair yep, doing it. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, it's got to be a million degrees in there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Big smile. Loving yep, it. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, so I, I'm very, I've been very involved in that for a long time. Um, I actually was just appointed to the, uh, in January, I'll start a term on the CVPH board. Okay. Um, and then there's a couple of boards I'm involved in because of my position. So like mm-hmm. um, AEDC or the Workforce Development Board or things like that. So I, I find that uh, like the cool thing about the North Country, I think uh, there's so many people that are aligned on a lot of things. Mm. I think and, and this is like, you know, different. Oh, groups. and Rotary, too. So. OK, yeah, yeah. So but if you look at like a lot of them, it seems like a lot of people want the same thing. So yeah. each group is kind yeah. of all pointing in the same direction, yeah. which, again, I'm not on the inside talking, obviously, 
having you on and some of the uh, previous guests over the last probably two months, I feel like there's a lot of synergy amongst different groups and of big groups, important groups yep. locally. So it's it, that's got to be good on the inside when you guys are working right. on it. Like we're not right. fighting TDC. Like right. we're actually like... T- Trying to collaborate. Yeah, I think and- that's I think that's what makes the North Country unique, right? Is that we really rely on collaboration and partnerships. And mm-hmm. I think I think that's why you see, you know, when obviously you know, like the Nova Bus closure is is sad, and um, you know, we hate to see that. But the the North Country is resilient, and there's always, like you said before, there's always something on the horizon next. Um, so it's not like we're totally devastated by that because we know we're going to come through it stronger because we have these amazing partnerships is that because you did stuff on the, you know the local level and probably some on the federal level right with bill so it's like is that normal to see or do you find like as you get maybe bigger or kind of those middle to big cities that there's more um because you look at like na- like i always go like politics like yep, national yep. politics is very divided which yep. then when you go down like local level i feel like most of it is like i always vote like who do I think right. is the best person or most experienced or will step up the most or care right. the most? And I think right. that most people do that. Yeah. Um, do you well, find... You don't really see the partisan bickering at the local level. Yeah. Um, generally and, speaking. But when you get to like the collaboration aspect, do you think that... Because like when bi- you're talking about wastewater, it's really not about, you know, <laughs> do, do, I, like, do you believe sucks. in a hot button topic or not? It's like, we need to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Let's find the money. It, but but if, if you go up from like, say, Plattsburgh to like, let's say like a Saratoga, then yeah. to like an Albany to New York City. Yeah. Like when you make those jumps up, do you think that the collaboration is as in tune as maybe the North Country is? Or do you think it starts I'm biased, to but I don't think so. Okay. Um, I wasn't you know, sure because it's... You know, I look at like, um, I'm just going to pick on them for a second, is Orange County. Um, you know, those guys have had... Southern New York? Yep. Yeah. Um, their senator, for example, is very anti-IDA. Um, some bad actors did a few bad things, mm-hmm. and um, uh, their senators very strongly opposed to anything that IDA or IDAs in general want to do. Um, so, you know, on the flip side, you know, here we've got an assemblyman who's in the majority who I can pick up the phone. I realize that I'm probably can pick up the phone yeah. a little easier than some, but, yeah. um, but he answers the phone when anybody calls yeah. and, you know, he, you know, I, I talked to him about different IDA issues and he's like, all right, let's, fi- let's see, how do we fix that? You know, yeah. that's not, that's not the case in other areas. So, yeah. um, and, you know, he'll say, well, let me see who I, you know, let me call this person about this or I can call Gary Douglas or I can call, you know, whoever it is. Like, I, I don't, I don't see that replicated. It certainly replicated in some other counties. You yeah. know, I think Lewis County is doing a great job of that. Um, but no, I think, I think the North Country is special in that, in that. We hear a lot, like, you know, when you talk about like the chamber and you talk about like little, you know, it's kind of funny because I think that, um, there's a good quote, like, you're not an expert in your own backyard. And I think sometimes people overlook people yeah. in the North Country. And they're yeah. like, well, it's just the North Country. And I think I'm like, there's a lot of smart people in the North mm. Country. A lot of, like, you know, roll up your sleeves, get stuff Absolutely. done kind of people. And I, yep. I think uh, it's funny because we live here and it's and you think it's like a small area. But then when you go on the bigger scale, and like, we're not as, um, I guess, cut off from, like, you might see smaller areas around the country. Like, right. we're still, like, in one of the biggest states in the world yep. or in the, in the country, close to some major cities. When, when and you and take like I, you Boston, know, po- New York, Montreal. Politics like- aside, our senator is the majority leader. Our yeah, congresswoman yeah. is third ranking Republican in the House. I mean, yeah. we have an assemblyman who's in the majority. I mean, we are really, really fortunate and poised yeah. here in, in the North Country, truly. Clinton County in particular. But Yeah. And I think um, there's enough connections when you go to like the state and federal level. Yep. Like I said, I mean, Absolutely. Gary talk, talked about that of like get on the plane and go and yep. be in the room. and Yep. 
Um, but it's good to have people that are like, yeah, I'd rather just chill for the weekend. It's like they're <laughs> like they they're workhorses. A lot of them are. And oh they've been yeah, doing it forever. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think when you talk to a lot of them, it's like, when are you retiring? They just like laugh. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's good. Like, thank you. Don't die. Just keep going. Like, just, can you live to 200? That'd be awesome. But it won't be me. <laughs> no, no. It's like I got. I got to go to Disney. But, um. So, is there anything that you like? Let um. You know, either IDA or economic development that you would like to see happen, maybe over the next five or ten years. Yeah, that, like kind actually, of like I'm glad maybe you kind of like a you know semi medium long term short term I guess. Yeah, so I think one of the biggest opportunities that we have in Clinton County right now is um, revitalizing the former Clinton County Airport. Um, that is a 450-acre parcel, um, which we could do a lot with. Um, it's uniquely positioned. It's right adjacent to the Air Industrial Park, home to TDC. Mm-hmm. Um we uh, have been fortunate to secure $3 million from the federal government to build some infrastructure out there. And we are working with the state to potentially um, secure some more uh, funding to expand that. And um, yep, right there. Yep. I was going to say, so you're talking about all, like, how, yeah, what, all I guess that. what space, like even this back here? Yep. Um, this is this is owned by TDC actually currently. Where well, all the woods are, the yep. grass? Okay. Yep. Um, you know, the, the town of Plattsburgh has put forth some zoning there, um, most of which encompasses what we call, they, they termed special district. So yep. um, looking at industry, um, putting industry there. We had had an agreement with a developer. Unfortunately, their parent company uh, kind of is going belly up. So they stopped um, moving forward on that project. But much like, you know, Onondaga County, when, you know, they had many swings and misses, they had Samsung for a while and they pulled out and... Now they ended up with Micron. So, you know, I'm not saying Micron's going to be here in the North Country, but we have some businesses that are currently expanding like crazy. I mentioned Schluter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelin is doing very well. Oh, that's um, right. Yep. Um, so, you know, these are company, uh, Beta Technologies doing very well. This is uniquely positioned because you've already got CV Tech. It's located right mm-hmm. there. Um, so you talk about workforce development. I mean, you could put a manufacturing place up here and, utilize CV Tech to to help you so, train your workforce. So basically everything around the fairgrounds down to the Saranac River, yep. like this is all free game? Yep, pretty much. That's wild. Yeah. Because I talked to uh, – uh, David said whatever the road is down here, and he said you can probably put like four, uh, six buildings about the size of this. Yep. There, which would – you know, whatever – how far yeah. that distance would be down. So, yeah, I'll just – sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah. So this is TDC right here. Yep. The road we're building will come out and around here. Oh, that's where it goes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, no, that's fine. No. Okay. So that makes more sense. Yeah. I yeah. was just kind of going off of like. Yep. And then, you know, eventually driveway. it would be great if we could go out um, to right, the east right um, and connect to Ruger. Um, I feel like point. that's kind of set up for that at this point. The only problem is there's some wetlands there. Oh, gotcha. Um, so we would have to delineate some wetlands. Um, it would be expensive. Uh, all of these are expensive, right? Yeah. To build a road, it, it's cost me $6 million. Is, so. is, there, is there other space? County-wise, that, that's kind of like potential? Not like that. <laughs> so this is like prime right here. Yeah, yeah. The only other thing that pops to my mind is um, the Mir- the former Miramar Mall um, in yeah. Champlain. So um, what would be what going on with that? Uh, you know, so Lake Champlain, Lake George Regional Planning Board did identify that as a potential housing location. Um, hmm. So that's something we, we they're looking to see if it's actually feasible. And then, of course, you have the industrial park in Champlain. Um, and then you have North Star, which has a uh, industrial. Is there anything well. looking to go in North Star? 
you know, there's actually more there than going on than you realize. Really? Um, yeah, because it looks yeah. like, I mean, to, right. Yeah, it's no Wyeth anymore. So that's why I'm no, always like. Right. But there is, um, I know they're working with Cornell. There's a lot of, there's a couple of different um, outfits in there that are actually expanding. So um, things are going well. Um, but yeah, those, those are the ones that, you know pop into my head what about wyeth and uh Rouse's and obviously point? I, i'm uh oh I'll, I'll touch on that for a second um but um the county obviously owns the former airport so that's that's a priority for us mm -hmm. is, is getting that developed and, and sold um, yeah. because we own it um but um uh uh ers um is doing well they have two tenants in there right now i was in there just a few weeks ago that's ross's point yep okay um and one of them is fairmos it's a uh, they're specific to Walmart. They warehouse the shelving for Walmart. Walmart has very specific shelving that they use. Hmm. And so that company just does warehousing for shelving. So when you go in there, there's like these massive towers of shelves. Um, <laughs> and then there's another company called 2CRSI. Um, they specialize in um, servers, not mining. I want to be clear. Those are two very different activities. Mm -hmm. um, and they actually just created a, it's a patented thing where they stick these servers into this liquid of sorts um and it will pull the heat off of those servers and use that heat to generate electricity so for rouse's point or they for that building oh just the building gotcha yeah yeah but i mean servers do throw an incredible amount of heat okay. off of them so this is a really unique thing and they're, they're selling those those things to companies across the country that um, will help so right now that. this is all just flat right they took tore all this down so at yeah. the y, so basically you have yeah. these two back buildings yep. right here Yep, and they actually just redid the roof on the top of it, and they're exploring putting solar panels on the top of it. It's an extremely open area, a lot of sun. Yeah. Um, and the lake with the proximity, I imagine the reflection will probably be, they could actually generate a lot of electricity that way and give it to the grid. Yeah, this is cool. I mean, there, there's, yeah, there's so much space. I mean, obviously, like, a lot of it's privately owned but, yeah. or state-owned, but you can... Uh... Um, And, you know, you know, there's a lot of, like, Vacant land that um, a lot of energy projects are going up on right now. Um, there's a application for the IDA right now for a very big wind farm in Clinton, Altona. And that's uh, stuff that you work Ellenberg. on too? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That'll be a $1.54 billion project. Is that mo more state funded, federal funded? Mm, a lot of privately funded. Private? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that'll be one of the biggest projects we've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, when you start looking at like, I mean, I, I always get, obviously this is like looking at it from like a really big perspective, but when you start to see, like I was thinking the other day, when you're watching TV, I know this is weird, it has nothing to do with what we just said, but it kind of <laughs> does. When you watch TV and you thought like, okay, at some point in time, we basically had nothing. Like we had like, right. you know, dirt, people made spears, that was yep. cool. Yeah. And then I'm like, at what point did someone figure out that you could like make light and then light goes on a screen somehow on a yeah, screen and then yeah. you get to the point where i'm like now i just i was getting a movie for our kids and like we just went you can go on was it like prime or something oh, yeah. you just click and like i want it you go on your smart tv and you say i want to watch what was i watching the other night i was watching a uh, star is born and i put it in the home screen of the tv yeah and it told me four different apps that i could open to get it on and which one was cheapest, i know and, and, right? I, and i remember as a kid i was like wouldn't it be cool to like take we a went bath to blockbuster. and watch <laughs> i had this conversation yesterday i said i did uh, uh, this was something I don't know if this is Mandela effect on me, but like, <laughs> did Stewart used to sell videos like rent videos? 
I feel like I remember going to Stewart's and they had like a little turnstile, like kind of like when you first walked in on the side. So it wasn't a lot. It might have been twenty movies. There, um, and Shazy, I don't know, but I remember in Rasta's Point, where Dollar General is now, there was a okay. video store right there for like a long time. Down by Pratt Street. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really? Yeah. Because I, I remember block- there was a bank there, and then they the bank closed and they turned it into a video store because. The, the movies that you had to be over 17 to oh. were in the vault. <laughs> Behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I, I, so I remember, uh, well, Blockbuster, but then uh, Under One Roof. Oh, yeah. And then, yep. which I think still is doing something. I They're still building something there. there. Which is, like, yeah. I don't know what they do, video games, yeah. whatever. But um, I, for some reason, I thought Stewart's had it. But I was thinking in my head. And they yes, still have those red boxes around. I see which them. Which is still wild. I think yeah. they have one at Walgreens. Like, who, I don't even have a DVD stuff? player anymore. No, my car, <laughs> like, my car doesn't have a CD player. No. And, and when you start, my car does it. My car has one USB. And yep. I had to find it. Like, I had like, the seaports. Because <laughs> now it's all Bluetooth. Yeah. It's Bluetooth or the seaports, yeah. which yeah. is wild. But I remember, like, thinking, because, again, if you go back, like, time-wise, like, take most social media, take your smartphones, yep. take all this stuff. It's, like, less, it's about 15 years old. Like, Google's 25 years old. Yeah. But I was going back to, like, the TV aspect. Oh, my God. What point did someone come up with the idea with nothing but raw material? Yeah. Because all we have in yeah. the world, and we somehow created this, what we're on, or this computer. I'm like, how did people... This still blows my mind. Now, granted, it's probably a very easy concept, and millions of people know what this is, and I'm just not smart enough to figure this out. I wouldn't say smart enough. Our brains are just wired differently. Yeah, and I just haven't researched (laughs) it, I guess. But, like, if someone came up with the idea, like, to build this computer... And you came up with all the microprocessing chips, which are basically just out of elements. And I'm like, right. how did, who thought who of all this stuff out? and figured this stuff out? And like, yeah, somebody I, much, much more intellectual than myself. I can tell well, you that. And then I was like, <laughs> if you think like medicine and I, I just thought my, my, my son just had like surgery and had like yep. ear, ear tubes and tonsils, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. And th- so like now we're turning around, like giving him like Tylenol or ibuprofen, right. which acts like basically in a couple minutes, like yep. he's fine. I'm like, what did kids do 50 years ago, 100 years ago? Suffered. 200 years. I know when you're just like, I can't breathe, my ears, this, whatever. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. That's why mortality rates were so much different, right? And then you look back then, it's like losing a child, which is like my worst fear in life, was like normal. Right. It's just, it's wild. And then, I know this is kind of a weird concept, but I think of all this stuff and then I'm like, where is the next like... 50 years gonna go like, and it's go- and it's going so fast right it's, it's compound- lightning speed yeah lightning speed i mean look it's, at ai it's crazy well i was talking who was matt boyer last time i said what happens when we get ai where you basically whatever you put glasses on or whatever and next thing you know based off of what they can pull from you know writing record not recordings but like what happens? Because we were talking about Gettysburg. Like what happens if all of a sudden you could put on glasses and you were walking around the Battle of Gettysburg like live, yeah. and they were reenacting it based on all the documents that we have? Right. They just talk about like stories and just right. talk about like people describing the battlefields and the people and the dress and how they sounded. I'm like, can you well, actually look at our kids? Why write an English paper when a computer can now do it for you? Yeah, and and, and if you go. Please, please write my paper about X, Y, Z, and but, it generates a paper. But think, I, I think what's going to happen is you could get to the point where, if you took someone from history, take anybody in history that you'd be like, that would be someone cool, and you and could almost prob- reinvent them and yeah. reinvent them. Where the point where it's like, I, I know what King Tut sounds like, right? 
which is wild, but you would actually like be probably spot but I, on. You know, I think that's why like the SAG actors are going through what they're going through right now. Why hire Meryl Streep when you can just recreate her? And that's the thing when they talk about creative, which yeah. is the hard part. And I, I totally get it. And it's almost, uh, well, I got this from the Elon Musk book. They were talking about if you had a check mark, they said at some point in time, you almost have to get a check mark to tell that someone's right. not AI generated. Right. And then it was like, because what I think is almost going to happen is it would go full circle where you're like, that's a cool piece of art, AI right. generated, but this is human generated. So therefore, it, the I guess the way, way to wow somebody is a bigger factor yeah. if a human did it versus yeah. AI. Yeah. So I think it's almost going to go that way and then maybe come back. Or and, like I saw somebody use something the other day. Um, they took like a very random picture of themselves mm -hmm. and they told AI to make it into a business headshot. It looked exactly like her, but very professional. And like yeah, so she wild. didn't need to dress up. She didn't need to put on makeup. It like... And that didn't probably, need a photographer. And that probably saved her how much just in exactly. a couple hundred bucks. Like I think And it was done like that. <laughs> yeah. And then you can change it too. Like I want a different yeah. shirt. I want yeah. a different yeah. like I want to change my hair color. I want to change I, I used it. Uh, I have um some editor thing that I was using and um, you know, obviously it was a little sweaty in Jamaica. So like those pictures, you know, Jamaica's great if you're at a swim up bar, but being in a bridesmaid's dress, yeah, not so much. Basking in the ninety degrees. So like I used AI to fix that. <laughs> So it was a beautiful it's, it's, picture of my husband and I, except we were both sweaty. And I'm like, that's awful. AI fix that. Like, they're in a climate controlled room. <laughs> exactly. This is amazing. Uh, no, I, I just think that like that kind of stuff, which you know, was coming down the pipe. Yeah. It's going to happen. But then I just thought, because I was telling like Matt, who loves history, I'm yeah. like, imagine that you could just like go. Isn't that amazing to think like, about? Like when you talk about all the streets of Plattsburgh, like yep. AI at some point is going to be able to go and see any type of writing or things that you post and talk about yeah. it and recreate that world. Yeah. And you could walk around Plattsburgh in 1812 and see everything. But yeah. like, oh, wow, this is wild. Like, where's that street? Didn't yeah. exist yet. Like, yep. there's a bridge there yeah. or whatever. And yeah. um, I don't know. I just think that all that stuff is. It's, it's crazy to think about. It's 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 scary. It's like ah, but I also think it's, it's exciting changed. too. It's changed, and that's but, you why. You know, it's... like I saw something the other day. It's like you know, talking about like the ethical piece, like a, a kid just typing in, "Oh, do this for me," right? Mm -hmm. But so what we need to do is is learn how to use it responsibly. Yeah, you know, use it. You know, it's going to be there. We need yeah. to know how to use it responsibly. I also think it's going to allow people to because this is something else that I've really tried to like i've understood more over the last year or so um the idea of like learning to understand versus learning to memorize and i think like we grew up with like okay we have to re remember regurgitate for a test to get a yep. grade and yep. then you forget it and then yep. you're on to the next thing and then you yep. forget it so yep. you never actually learn and i well you do learn but it's not you're not learning concepts and i think one of the ways that I think Ken Jennings did, I think he remembered all of that stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Ken, Ken's, Ken's a robot. We actually, I love Ken Jennings. We actually, I was talking about him the I other day. Was, there was a, there's, I'll just tell you off there. It was, it was a it was funny, funny little thing I saw. But um, so, but if you take like learning different applications, and you basically now like kids don't need to memorize stuff because they can Google it, right? And, um, and or I ask think Alexa. A, yeah, and I think there's a famous quote by like Einstein. He says, "Don't don't memorize what you can look up. Like right. basically, don't put that in. Don't your band. reinvent the wheel. Yeah, don't like, you don't need to have the bandwidth. But he goes, try to understand complex topics, but how things work. And I think that's what I've tried to figure out more is like why does that work, not how does it work. That's a good point. Yeah. And but I think I think kids nowadays. I think they're going to transition to be like, we don't need to memorize everything in that textbook about science or history, right. but I need to know the concepts or you don't need, I need to, to understand it. Yeah. Like why did like for history, like why did they go to war? Why was there a, right. 
uh, 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 famine? Why was there right. a food shortage? Like, think about that. Not necessarily like, oh, it happened in 1892. Like, right. nobody really cares what year it yeah. happened, but like, why did it happen? I think, what precipitated that? And I think, it, and how you, do we learn lessons from that? Yeah, and I think understanding that and connecting dots allows for like innovation. Yep. So I think that this is going to spear that kind of thinking, right? At the detriment of what we knew, but also what we knew was like, like you know, if Hitler had gotten some good mental health when he was younger, maybe yes, the world would be a little different. Exactly, and, and <laughs> yeah, when you start, well, we start looking at that too. It's like, well, you know, you can really dissect those people now with more knowledge right. base and like kind of pick their brains yeah. and maybe with AI you can just go back and be like we need to just dissect your brain like yeah. you take a cat scan or whatever yeah. and like let's yeah. figure it out Wild. maybe you could do I wonder if that's possible maybe who knows my, my conspiracy you and I theories. will not figure that out no 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 I'm, I'm <laughs> maybe gonna, you will I'm gonna watch a Net, I'm gonna watch a Netflix documentary on who did it so um so Molly because I think this would be a good question for you I'm gonna I, I was pulling these out because I think these are fun okay but um I'm gonna give you Three questions. Oh, no. They're fine. Okay. They're not, they're not that bad. Um, the first one, if you could have coffee, I love this question. If you have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose? Mm. I would even say living. I would, I would even from. say historical or, or living. Doesn't matter. If you could pick one person that you could just sit down and have coffee with. Mm. Probably JFK. Was that too stereotypical? No, no, no. I want you to answer why, okay. and then I'm going to tell okay. you my next. You want me to answer why? Like why? Like what would be a reason why? Um, there is a there's a very specific reason. Um, my grandmother was um, the Democratic State Party chairman for Vermont, and okay. she was invited to Kennedy's inaugural ball, and okay. wasn't able to go um, because she oh. couldn't afford it. So I would love for because my grandma never got to meet him. I would love to do that. You know what would actually be. I like that. That's really. Thought. It's really not as political as probably you would think. No, I but I, um, it would also be cool to put that in perspective of what age you'd want to go to have coffee with them. Oh, so like JFK, like in his forties as president. JFK in his twenties. JFK mm. obviously he died. In well, his yeah. 40s, but like, but like, if you were to say, um, the reason I was laughing because I've asked that question to four people. Yeah. All four people said presidents. Oh, really? All four people. It was uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, that was Billy. Yes, that was Billy. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I know he would say Teddy Roosevelt. He said Teddy Roosevelt. Cashman said FDR. You said yeah. JFK. And David said... Oh, that's funny. He said another there, president. There too. would be a second one just for my own personal. Okay. It would be Robin Williams. Okay. I adore Robin Williams. Okay. And he obviously was a more extremely more complicated individual than people ever realize. And I just would love to sit down and talk with him. What, and really know what was going through his head. What I think would be an awesome concept, if AI, if you could actually go and have someone do pod, like someone do this, they yeah. host podcasts, but they only host podcasts with non-living people. Oh, wouldn't that be incredible? Like you could br- recreate the person. Yeah. I know they've done stuff like Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs, yeah. and it yeah. actually sounds legit. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if you could do that where, but the questions are like legitimate, where you right. get to the point where they're actually answering questions, yeah. how they would probably answer the question. That's interesting. Like John Lennon, yeah. or if you had to, like George Washington, like yeah. you thought of these like historical people, even going back like way back. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Beatles just released a new song, you know? Did they? Yeah. You didn't hear that? No, but yeah. I, I know they've done some stuff. Like they pulled some old like yeah. footage. They I think. literally have a new song on the radio. Yeah. It's probably like trending number one in the world. Yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah. Until three weeks from now when Mariah Carey takes it back over. <laughs> That's right. No, that's where it's going. She's coming out. Um, okay, two more questions. Yes. That's good. I, I like that. Um, 
this one's good because you're in a travel. What was your favorite trip you've ever taken? Ooh. I really have to pick between three. Okay. Okay. I'll so, let you break the rules. You can- <laughs> okay. I, I'm a rule breaker. It's okay. Rules do not apply. Um, Ireland will always hold a very special place in my heart. I've been there three times. Ditto. But probably the time I took my daughter. That was... Was it just you and her? Uh, no. Well, it was my whole family. But okay. that was... You know, she she got to go. And I nice. was most guilty. Kale hasn't gone yet. But, you know, we'll, we'll get there. Um, we did a 10-day vacation to Disney World. It was okay. amazing. We did and saw absolutely everything and okay. it was it was for christmas like we went on christmas recently no my daughter was six and kale was two almost well like one and a half like was that too young oh, too young for him probably i mean he yeah. enjoyed obviously physically there but right like memory so but the thing i say about that when when people ask about like what's the right age i don't know that there is a right age um and i you know my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when she was 49 mm-hmm. so um i'm a very much live life to the fullest yeah and even if he doesn't remember that trip I do. Yeah. So if something ever happened to But you get to remember him, it with or, him at the trip. Right. Yes. Right. Um, okay. And then um, this last trip to Jamaica with my sister's wedding was just super special. Maybe it's just because it's top of my mind. But yeah. I mean, you know, it's not every day your baby sister gets married on a beach in Jamaica. Is she and, your only sibling? Yes. That's cool. Yep. And um, we had like 60 people there and it just was awesome. It's like an intimate party for days. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was great. Um. We got married on the beach and it felt like that. It was just fun. Yeah. It was like there was like very little stress yeah. and it was just chill. It was great. It was um, absolutely great. And okay, let me find one. There's like work ones. I don't like those are fun, but I, no. I think there's uh actually this one would be good, even though it's a business one. Go for let it. me see. Wait. Um yeah, those are boring. Uh, they're <laughs> not boring. I just want to I, I like this one. Um who has been your most important professional mentor? I'm putting in a my spot. mom. Okay. And I know it's my mom, but my mom um, was a dedicated teacher and taught me pretty much everything about how to be a professional. You know, she was an amazing teacher. She had a very, very special talent. Um, she worked with um, special ed kids for 33 years Oof. and um, was just yeah. damn good at it. You know, there's just something that was built in her to, to work with kids like that. And it, and not only just in her professional career, but she was always somebody who was on, you know, every every volunteering committee possible. And it just let me believe, you know, led me to how I've lived my life and trying to be an extreme professional and give back to my community. Um, so that's just, yeah. That's cool. I know she wasn't technically my boss or anything, but. No, but professionals, um, yeah, whatever. That's. So, yeah. Those are good. Yeah, well, I try. I, I was actually thinking when I asked all those questions, I'm like, I don't even know if I have an answer. Because you're on the spot, too. If I <laughs> right. like gave you, you would have right. time to think about it. But like sometimes off the cuff is more like. I mean, if I had to pick like somebody I worked with, I would have probably said Sue Merrill. She's, um, okay. rep- she's currently the representative for um, Senator Gillibrand, um, her North Country okay. representative, but she also was the representative for um, Hillary Clinton before that. Okay. And Sue pretty much taught me everything I know. So, Yeah, the, the world of politics is, is like, I'm not in it, but like I, I there's definitely a science, a yeah. political science part yeah. of it, so it's cool. Yeah. Um, well, Molly, I appreciate coming on. Thank you this, so much. This, this was fun. This was good because we touched on a lot of a stuff. A lot of stuff. I, I always like returning guests. I was telling you before because we kind of go on a fun tangents and we talk about Wizard of Oz and, and, <laughs> and food gone with and, the wind and, and gone with the wind and, and yeah. a million Disney, other things. When you're ready to when you're ready to go, you give me a call. I, I, yes, because I'm like I. I mean, you know, I need help because I'm like, what is <laughs> I'm like Universal's What's not a Disney? Fast pass? I don't know. 
<laughs> I've heard of that, but I'm like, I want the one where I can just do what I want. But you, you were not I, alone. Trust me. Yeah. I, I explain that all the time to people. They're I like, yeah, like, but I want to go to Harry Potter World. I'm like, okay, but that's Universal. That's not Disney. <laughs> See, I would have been that. I want the butter beer. I'm like, oh, <laughs> wrong. You get butter beer is pretty good. Not gonna is lie. It good? Yeah, is it real good. beer? They have many options. Okay. So <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're gonna end there. Episode right. uh, 249, Gail and Trombley show. If you need to find. Molly, uh, I, I looked it up. Just Google Industrial <laughs> Development Agency. She pops right up. So it's great. Um, thank you. That was, that was awesome. Right. Episode 249, Alan. we're out. All right. Thank you for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the episode. You can follow me on all social platforms at Galen Trombley. Thanks for listening.